We're going to argue Sorry. about some stuff today. Stuff to argue about. Towards the end, we're kind of burying the lead a little bit. It's not even a lead. We hardly, we hardly argued. I don't know what you're talking about. It, we hardly argued. <laughs> Full on loses his mind about one thing I said. Also, uh, what is Mike just going to mess with us every week with these insane hypotheticals? Because that one, that you one was what? a hard he, one to swallow. I dude. look forward, forward to him every week. I look it, forward to him every week. The best oh part. my gosh! Yeah, Mike drops pros and cons, whatever it is. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that too. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. Uh, we got some undefeated teams left in the NFL. This we got some week to talk about. We we got the flip side where we got we have some teams that haven't won a game yet, and we're we pick to win divisions. So like, what the crud's going on? I'm right about some things this time in terms of pickums. Oh, it's so it's annoying. Great, listen, it's amazing. Get off your high horse. <laughs> Join us for this episode of Sportsify. We got the next two hours on lock. Let's go. Welcome to Sportsify for September 28th, 2023, with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. I am your host, Matt Novak. Alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. As always, except last week, no. And that time. It was better. Uh, and then times. on the third mic uh, with us, as always, is Jameson Dufour, who was here with me um, in the weirdest episode that we probably recorded because oh, yeah. we were doing it while I was driving. And so that was really I will say, as I listened to it, I was actually, I didn't know that until you like let let the cat out of the bag. Oh, yeah. I was listening to it, you know, the next day whenever it came out. And it was only like, I don't know, halfway through that you like said that, oh, I'm in the car, by the way. I'm like, oh, well, it was just crappy audio because it was just, <laughs> anyway. So. Well, props to the editor. I mean, props you got rid of that editor. background noise. So uh, there was definitely a lot of road going on and we chopped it up in the middle of a few Zoom We made it work. It was, it, was, it was pretty solid. Yeah. So if you All tuned in last week uh, to the episode, thanks so much for bearing with us yeah. on that one. It was still good. It was still good. Yeah, I we made it, it happen. Um, but dude, you guys, we got to talk about it right away. 70 freaking points dude so, we've never seen it in our lives so i have a i have an opinion on just this whole weekend of football but i think it differs from jameson because jameson and i follow each other on twitter and i saw jameson you post that this was like the worst football you've ever seen no <laughs> like, I said, like overall it's like a bad weekend of the, football i said the football was bad football was bad it may have been but it was the most entertaining week of football so far Ooh, I don't know. I liked. I mean, I liked the unknowns of week one. I mean, we yeah. obviously had the huge drama mo- moment Monday night. Yeah, but there was so uh, many like there was ups. I mean, there was obviously this like embarrassing loss the Broncos had. There was there was upsets like the Colts going in and doing the almost hey. almost tied it like the left home with a tie. There, there was that game. Um, the Arizona Houston. Cardinals upsetting upsetting the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, it was a big win um, for this podcast. Yeah, Houston. <laughs> I mean, in Houston beating the Jags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was just some exciting There was exciting some surprises, stuff. for sure. Yeah. For sure. I and mean, the teams like, that lost bad are the ones that are kind of fun to root against right now, too, which is why, yeah. even though yeah. the football was bad, I was like, okay, Sean Payton was talking all this game and then got 70 hung on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so much to say about it. I just... I mean, we've all seen the memes. We've all seen the Mike McDaniel um, used to be a ball boy. Can we just talk about those earrings? And dude, if you haven't seen like, it, swag. Look at Mike McDaniel as a Broncos ball boy. That look, dude. I mean, bro, he would have been 
that guy would have been stealing your girlfriend back in the day. Like, <laughs> legitimately, to be fair, that guy could steal your girlfriend right now. I mean, he's a stud. Um, but no, I mean, also like millions Mike, and millions of dollars. There's that. I mean, I'll, I'll, that doesn't that doesn't hurt his. That cause. does not hurt his his cause or ability to do so. And he's funny. But no, he's just got it all. Come on, no. it's not fair, dude. He's yeah. awesome. He's so I, you. I know you guys like we were talking about this before he got the job. Like I was telling you guys this last year. I'm like, are you like you got to see him in interviews? Like watch all the stuff he's doing because I was talking him up all the time. I'm like, he is different. Like he's just a different breed. He right now. Well, I wouldn't even say different. I feel more honestly like. He's more like a normal person. Yes. Like, cause like all these coaches have their coach speak. Celebrity has not changed him. And like, but he's just like, yeah, man, we were out there playing football. And like, he talks about it like his backyard football. Yeah. Like in interviews and stuff like that. And like, I, that's why it's different. Well, the fact it's that so it's appealing. not lost on him that it's just a game, even, yeah. even with the millions of dollars involved, pretty dope. Yeah. So I love that guy. But no, I, I mean, we've all seen that stuff. And, and if you didn't watch the highlights, just take a solid six minutes out of your life and go go hit YouTube and watch the Dolphins just demolish the Broncos in every possible way. There's so many plays where the the speed of the Dolphins just is obvious. They have the and six does, fastest ball carriers this season. Yeah. Like, like two are Terry Kill. Jalen Wall's got one. Raheem Mostert's got like two. Like yeah. something like that. They're their speed kills. Yeah, you I mean it's it's McDaniel's philosophy of like you can't teach speed. He used to say that all the time as the offensive coordinator for the Niners, mm-hmm. but you can't teach speed, and that's what Raheem Moster is. Uh, even with his bionic knee, like he still is this guy. And uh they just have it in multiple levels. Uh, dude, okay, so by the way, uh the rookie, uh Devon Vaughn, Devon A chain. A chain. A chain. No, he not, changed it today. It's 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 not chain. He told the press he today. It it's, today. It's a chan. It's a chan. Yeah, it wasn't today. today yesterday. No, I think that's always been it. No, no, no. He literally he, he they put out a post like yesterday or today. I can't remember when it's it Devon was. Devon Akane. It's a, a con a cane. No, it's a, there's no e in the pronunciation. There's no e. It's a dash c h. Someone let us know. C h a n. Because I heard it otherwise. I understand. I heard it both ways. I, but when after, I first read it, it I thought it was blow a up. cane, and then I heard them saying A-chain on the broadcast. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I had it wrong, but I guess we were all wrong. He told the press so. that after his big day. It was kind of like that the, the uh, last year, or was it last year, the, uh, oh my gosh, the Colts linebacker, uh, where he's like, uh, Leonard. yeah, he was like, this is what I want to be called or whatever, and he did it, you know, after so many games. Um, and it was like, this is what I want to be called, or this is how you pronounce my name now. Um, but anyway, he did the same thing, dude, his four touchdowns on Sunday, I, I, Grant and I are watching the end of this game together and we're just seeing the score go up as we're having lunch. We're Um, in the forties when Grant got there, not have my, on my bingo card that Mike White would be throwing a 68 yard (laughs) touchdown chosen Anderson or Robbie Anderson. You know what the best part about Robbie that is, chosen though, Anderson quick, the second. I don't I don't know. In my uh in my first guillotine league that's in that guillotine app, I had randomly drafted him. Uh of course he was on my bench because like okay. you couldn't I was gonna say you didn't you, you no could not you even in guy. a guillotine league like it, it's not that deep that you have to go to like have to <laughs> anticipate putting him in for a week. But now I'm just gonna hang on to him as I go deeper into this. Uh, into this, uh, you know what? 
we'll we'll just say I called it. I was like, I'm gonna draft a Dolphins running back because Mostert ain't gonna make it through the season, and they just like fast guys. So I'll take the system system guy, and then he ends up putting up 50 plus fantasy points. Absolutely oh. insane. Well, we know someone who had Devon, uh, uh, whatever his name is, um, on his bench mm-hmm. too as well. And uh, Matt showed me the the text of the screenshot. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Dude, there was so I have I have one friend who has Mostert and him because he took him as a handcuff. And did he start any of them? He didn't start either of them. He had ninety plus points on the bench. <laughs> in his league, Mostert was forty one point five. He's in a half PPR. So mm. and, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. Um, but uh I have Jalen Waddle on my team. Yeah. And I just wish he could have joined in on the party. Right. Like well, I just they wish. did that without him is insane. And well, that, yeah, and that's another thing. Which I was is a point up. to be made about that game. They weren't even fully loaded, and they did that. No, because like Jalen Waddle's like a number one wide receiver, probably half the half the league, yeah. teams in the league. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's up there. Yeah, and, and to not have a, a number one, number two, and to do that is insane. Yeah, the, and the I thought it was just I thought it was so interesting just watching the touchdowns be scored, and you know, at some point you did see the Broncos like completely just give up. Um, we'll just call him Devon, um, but like literally on, I think it was his last touchdown. You guys see that reverse image as uh, a screenshot where there's literally six bodies on the ground behind him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I don't understand. And like something that Xavier Howard had said earlier is like, why the crud was Russell Wilson still in this game? Why was Russell Wilson in the game? Uh, the guy chasing, uh, formerly known as Robbie Anderson, uh, Mr. Chosen, uh, was Patrick Sertan. Um, like literally he was chasing him down the field and I'm like, what are we, why, why are the ones in, this is a 50 point loss. Well, you know what, it's actually something I just realized. Um, so Michael Thomas, when he was with the uh, saints and drew Brees, like back when he first got injured, they were, Sean Sean Payton coached team. He was still on the field in a blowout and ends up. All, all, essentially, like all intents and purposes, like tanking his career because yeah, of he's, he being not, out he's on the field, trying to run up the score on a team. I don't remember who they were playing at the time, but that was a Sean Payton coach team, and it was the same, same thing. And so, I'm not surprised that he did it. But you'd think, like, hey, my star wide receiver got screwed over by me doing this in a game in the past. Let me just uh, keep running out the franchise guys now. You know. Russ, is he really a franchise guy anymore? Let's be honest. But uh, it still shouldn't but do this it. loss is not too, much, too much money tied up into people to be doing that. Yeah. Well, in, in like with, with Sertan, that's somebody who's already suffered, you know, a pretty severe injury. And like, you don't you just don't want to see these guys take another hit when they when it's unnecessary. I thought really interesting after the game was uh, and I think you guys probably saw the comments was uh, there. Um, when I say there, I mean, the Broncos uh, lineman is it? Co- I, Oh my goodness, Coletto, the the guard, he's the guard, and they and and they're they're talking to him. He's the right guard, I believe. Oh, for the Broncos, yeah. Oh no, Bulls, Garrett Bulls. Thank you. Yeah, right. Garrett Bulls. Yeah, he's like all I've done for seven years is lose. Yeah, yep. dude, that comment was brutal. That's tough. And he's just like he's so angry, he's sad, and I you know I'm I'm reading like his timeline. I'm going, oh yeah, this is two. He got drafted and has been playing for the team since two years after the Super Bowl win. Um. You know, and or you're a little over a year after the Super Bowl win. And like all he's done is lose. It's all he knows in Denver. 
And the dude's just sad as can be. He's like, I've so never won here. And and to suffer the greatest loss in his generation, like that's what that was. Because I mean last 70 point game was in 1966, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. Um, and it was uh the uh, then Redskins. I think yeah. put the, that up. So no, it was just brutal. But I mean, for for all of you fantasy owners, uh, good for you. Uh, I am a Tyreek Hill owner and a Raheem Mostert guy, so I was not sad about the outcome of that game. I dominated the crowd. We'll get to fantasy football later, but um, it was great for those of us living on that. And um, by the way, not to be lost in that game, Jerry Judy actually had a decent day. Just so the Cortland, that out there. I mean, Cortland Sutton. I think. Yep, Cortland Sutton. Had yeah, he had the fumble, two, but still yeah. had touchdown in sixty yards or something like that. Right. So, I mean, you still had producers, even though it was brutal. Um, I would love... Did you guys just by chance look up what Denver's defense got? <laughs> I didn't think about it. Oh, oh what do you, what do you wise, get when you... Yeah, what do you get when you It's got to be like up? negative I'll 20 I'll at least. Is that even... I mean, I'm just Wait, curious. Wait, I might actually have a Denver defense. Hold on. What? Why? I mean, now, also, now I need to know. While, while you're doing that, not a stat of the week per se, but the Broncos are the first team in NFL history to allow five rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns in a game. Well, there's that. Jeez. And I think the Dolphins outgained, maybe it was the Bears, like offense. It was one of those bad teams. They basically what? outgained somebody's entire season thus far just in that game. Okay, so... Defense. So because of how the system works, they definitely, uh, oh, they had a return touchdown. Oh, yeah, they had oh, the so punt. punt yeah, return. so because of that, it actually put gave them two total points. Mims Otherwise, they, yeah, they would have been negative four for the game. And I think it's just because anything, it, it doesn't even compute allowing over 40 points into your score. If you allow up to 39, you just get zero or minus one or whatever. So unless your team has some custom settings, the generic Yahoo um, ends there. I, I, mean, guess how sense. I mean, most people aren't going to put in settings for that kind of stuff because right. it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. we might see like a 50 point game sure. there, here or there, like during the year, but that's about it. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, there is that. When you, I know we got a lot of other stuff to get into, but that definitely was worth spending some time on. And we're going to touch on it from a fantasy perspective and a couple other uh, manners as well. Um, but we have three unbeaten teams left after this week because the Cowboys decided to lose to Arizona, which made my day. Um, not, I mean, I don't want divisional opponents winning games. I know none of us technically want Arizona winning games, but we don't really care because they're they're no we're not afraid of Arizona. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, none of us. Yeah, none of us would like see them as like, oh no, we're really terrified of Arizona. Don't Although, let the Cardinals get hot. Yeah, but but I will say in that regard, uh, just real fast, is Dobbs is not playing bad. He's not. He's no. you know like he's he's putting his team in contention. And genuinely, like taking care of the football, doing all the little things. Yeah. And the dude's a genuine, like, dual threat. They've been in games that they've lost to. They obviously blew it yeah. last week, but right. Some could but say that, that was part of the plan. How, how <laughs> bizarre is 
is NFL. Just show you like how awesome this sport is. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Giants by 40 points. Yep. The next week, the Cardinals lose. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, the Cardinals yeah. lost the Giants. The Cardinals lose Excuse to those Giants. After a but then they go and beat the Cowboys. Yep. By that team that beat the Giants by 40 points. <laughs> like so what is what is this sport? I love it's been a wild three weeks, let me tell you. But yeah, the um so the Cowboys losing that game though uh means that we only have three unbeatens left with the aforementioned Dolphins. Uh the Eagles who continued to just persevere through stuff. They did not look good in the first quarter. Uh the Buccaneers actually looked pretty legit going into the second, and then slowly that defense kind of took over. The Eagles defense did push back. Um, Baker finally looks more like the Baker of old that we know um, in this third week of the 2023 season. And then uh, the Eagles pull away in that Monday night football game um, because Swifty uh, looks real good. Um, I mean, just dude. I mean, carry after carry. They are and they're feeding him too. that plan is working. Hertz has Got not been himself. Mid round pick. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I mean, and if they want to keep him, they're going to have to pay him. There's that part of it too. Uh, at least a little bit of money. But uh, Hertz didn't look good. But then you found out after the game, fighting through uh, flu symptoms. And so were a lot of the Eagles, uh, apparently. Uh, that was a thing uh, in that game. But they managed to get to 3 and 0 and only surrendered a total of 11 points. But I will say, Baker had two oopsies in the red zone as well, and that did not help. Um, and just it was weird, man. I was I'm watching. I watched a lot of that game, missing throws by like just a bit over here, just a bit over there. Uh, had Mike Evans uh, dead to rights in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Hit him on the outside as Mike had his arm extended way out, and uh, he just couldn't quite bring it in. Still looks somewhat catchable, but he's like just making it a little harder on the receivers than he needs to. And that's kind of that was kind of what happened. I, I think throughout the course of that game. Incredible uh, catch though last night. That one handed uh, grab yes. across the middle of the field. That, the other one, oh yeah. Mike Evans is still a dude. Uh make no mistake about it. Ten years into the league, that's still a dude. And oh, somebody yeah. needs to pay him this offseason. Absolutely. Someone will. Apparently it's not going to be Tampa. Nope. Um, uh, which is stupid, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, obviously but I mean no, he's gonna to, get a three or four year deal over there. So it's they yeah. they should pay him, but it might not be the worst thing if they're like, okay, we need to get rid of everybody and have a fire sale and then restart because there's nowhere to go right now. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if that guy gets a three year, sixty million dollar deal in the off season and just front loads the contract. That wouldn't surprise me at all. You heard that here first, but like genuinely, Chiefs. I think that's about his market value. Chiefs want to pay him. Chiefs should pay him because uh, as Jameson found out this week, Kadarius Tony sucks. Oh, yeah. wait, we already knew that. I would say just- uh, well, we're going to talk about why Jameson knows that uh, in a little bit. Yeah, um, I have my reasons. I'm, I'm, I'm only slightly judging that. <laughs> um, but the other team is still undefeated. Uh, 49ers took care of business on Thursday night against the Giants. Uh, kind of a slow-moving first half that they pulled away in the second. Uh, it's kind of a boring game. It was kind of a boring game. Even as a 49er fan, I was like, oh, yeah, the, this, kind of, this happened, that happened. Kind of feel like the primetime games this week were just like Monday night, yeah. Thursday night, Sunday night. They were all kind of... I agree. There were not, there's not a whole lot of excitement. In those I games. mean, yeah, that 
honestly, the the Steelers and Oakland game was probably the most like entertaining. Probably. Um, yeah, which apparently Jimmy Garoppolo came out of with a concussion. He's in protocol right now. Two offensive mid offs happening on on a mm-hmm. night. Yeah, but uh, the and we'll touch on that game more in a little bit. But um, yeah, it uh, we do have I think though a clear cut three. Three teams here, I would say two of which are pretty similar in terms of the way they play in the 49ers and the Eagles. Um, Similar-ish. 49ers definitely taking a little better care of the ball than the Eagles are right now. But that Eagles offensive and defensive lines make up for a host of things. And uh, they they have just been pulling away in the second half like the 49ers have. Um, you It's know, definitely like the, the three undefeated teams are the three best teams. It's not one of these like frauds in here right or things like that like these are the three best i would still say the chiefs are in there too they just i, I really do think they just really that was kind of like a little got them yeah. while they were down kind of game with right the they were playing without two um, of their three best players yeah um but i do think these these three that are undefeated these are the the upper echelon the cream of the crop as they say um because with the cowboys lost i'm not i'm not one of these weirdos that's like trying to write off their season but i think sure. it does it does show i mean obviously we didn't talk about it but Huge loss to that secondary with Trevon Diggs. Going oh down yeah, in practice. Say that yeah, and I think yep. that that really does show. Um, I don't have all the stats, but um, the 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 passer rating when Trevon Diggs has been targeted this year was one. That was Ooh. that was the passer rating, that, and that's very poor if you don't know how that works. You actually get a higher passer rating if you throw the ball out 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 of bounds and throw it away. You get a forty if you do that. <laughs> so like, obviously, like. Difference maker. Difference maker for sure. They're going to need to step up um, in that secondary. And I think that probably there was some of that happening. Um, but I also think that we all kind of kind of like the Cowboys will be good, but they'll do what they always do. 12 and 5 loses the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or the Eagles. Like they're going to lose. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying they've been losing the 49ers right, right, right. in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so definitely these three teams are the definitely the the top right there. Yeah. And I think they're doing it with the same identity week in and week out. And that's probably what puts us, it makes us put them in that classification, not just the records, but you know, the, the 49ers have literally scored 30 points in each of the first three games, done it basically the same way uh, by maintaining a, uh, maintaining, I guess, kind of a consistency in the first half being even or playing to uh to a point of being even ish with their, their their opponent, and then just you know shutting it down in the second half with their adjustments. Um, and Eagles play very similarly uh, to the 49ers style again. Just uh, from what I've noticed, not taking care of the ball as well. I'll repeat that. But then the Dolphins, their offense is just electric. Obviously, we already touched on a bunch today. Ten touchdowns, so uh, in one game, but like. They they just can run it down the field constantly, and you are just searching for ways to stop them. Uh, which I think we all know what works. You've got to you've got to get to a uh, uncomfortable. You just have to. And right now, with the way they're forming that pocket with the offensive line that they have, um, I believe two has given up a total of four sacks in three games. If I remember that stat correctly. I, That's they, doable. He he just looks great I think all he's the time. Also got currently the quickest uh, time to throw, so he's releasing it faster than anybody. And I think he also is either first or like top three, but I think first in yards per attempt. So he's getting Correct. it out quick and he's getting it out downfield quick because he can just anticipate you know the window 
wherever Tyreek's going to land and he'll just drop it in there and he just runs up under it and then he's gone. Well, and that's what we, that's yeah. what we've been saying is like that. And like something that Matt has said for the last few weeks, I like, that's Mike McDaniel's way. Just get it out yep. quick, quick, everything. Yep. everything. They really have players that just complement to that identity extremely well. Like they have the fastest players on the field at all times. Yeah. And I mean, it's not a, not at all a surprise to us is that the two quarterbacks uh, who have the fastest time at, at their hand are Tua and Brock Purdy, um, you know, Mike McDaniel's offenses, literally, um, and uh, and the two quarterbacks with the, be- the best downfield accuracy in the league right now are Tua and Brock Purdy. Um, you know, and those, those two teams are just excelling uh, in that manner. Uh, I think I think honestly though the Dolphins have the clearly an edge with the the offensive line right now as a whole. That's just a unit that's balling out. Um, Rams still have a great offensive line too. Just throwing it out there, Jameson still nope, good. How's nope, is boom no boom okay by the way? I saw he went down with an injury. Um, I didn't have the time to look into it to see where it was at, but that was I mean where the game not to get into that yeah. game too much, but that's essentially where the game flipped for us last night is we were he doing come pretty back, well. Right? Uh, I I can't even remember. I don't think to be honest. Did. I don't, I don't think he came back in, um, but that's about when that Bengals defensive line started eating us up. But yeah, up until that point, Rams have had a good line, but what they got going on over there, just from a talent and scheme perspective, it just makes it impossible to get to Tua because there aren't very many things in that playbook that are going to have him holding on to the ball for that long. Right. And same and thing with Brock Purdy. Bar- right. Bar- and barring injury to either one of those guys, um, I I just don't understand how a team's going to come out and slow down these offenses because you take one thing away or one guy away and there's just another guy. There's just another way. There's always something that you can do, uh, you know, to benefit these offenses, these playmakers. I think the the Dolphins just have a ton of dudes. They had a guy sitting on the bench that hadn't touched the ball hardly at all in two games, and then he just comes out and scores four touchdowns. Like in 200 plus yards, like, you know, they, they just got dudes everywhere. Um, and we've been saying that a lot about the 49ers. You can't say it enough about the Dolphins right now. Um, I want to pivot really quick and do our weekly check-in on what the crud is Brandon Staley doing as a head coach. This uh, a segment. Like, yeah, we just should every week just do this. Uh, what every did Brandon week we Staley are. do this week? Um, now, I, I will say his his team... Won a game, <laughs> good for them. Um, we were we yeah, concerned about most, that. One of the most talented rosters in the league finally wins a game <laughs> in week three, averaging twenty eight points a game. Still, by the way, uh, just throw that out there. And they're one and two. Hey, no but Eckler, no Eckler. That is true. That is true. And that's a difference maker, man. Because like I think they could have pulled away in this game for whatever reason. Like Joshua Kelly had that flash week one. Um, when he came in and or, or sorry, was it week two? Week one. No, I think it was week one. one. It came in and then like sucked it up in weeks two and three. Uh like seriously, he did nothing uh from a game standpoint. Do you have an injury update on Eckler? Uh Eckler is back this Sunday. Uh he is currently listed as questionable. Um, but all indications are he will be a full go. He was at practice today. So and they normally uh they normally do the light stuff on Tuesday. And then do the typical Wednesday, Thursday, Friday deal that most teams do. But uh, he's expected to be a full participant um, in at least two out of three practices. So, but he was in the walkthroughs. I but no, I say this because Brandon Staley 
from his own 25 in the fourth quarter with the clock starting to get low. What, three or four minutes? Yeah. Uh, they had a they, they had a score lead in the game. And this genius decides to go for it on fourth down on his own 25. Guys, I don't, I mean, if there was a book called, and there is, but in football 101, if you were just, okay, scheming football 101, coaching football 101, and if it went through scenarios, if you go through scenarios, if you have the ball on your own 25, you haven't been able to gain a yard in the first three downs in which you were trying to, attempting to, um, and then it comes to fourth down, you're just like, you know what? We just barely missed it. I think we can do this. Just shoot yourself in the foot and deny yourself the opportunity to call a play. In scheming football one-on-one, you punt every single time. And you ask your defense to get it done, especially defense with ballers like they have. And the fact that he was willing to try from his own 25, I cannot believe this guy didn't lose the game. His job and get thrown in a loony bin for doing what he did. This is just, it's so basic. So let's play what if. If they, if they don't win that game. He has to get fired. I mean, I said it last week. Yeah, that's why I picked the Vikings because I was like, he's going to do something and they're going to be 0-3 and there's not going to be any excuse for it. This roster. I just, because we just here, we've been doing this. Elevate himself into the interim head coach for the rest of the season. It'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, right. As, as you should, honestly, as you should. I mean, honestly, if you probably just had Justin Herbert just calling the plays, it's probably going to be better because Justin Herbert's not going to do that. Justin Herbert, on his worst day, if he was given the opportunity, wouldn't have done what his head coach did. Like, he, there's just no one in the league, even as a player, is that aggressive. It makes zero sense to do that. We've been calling for his head for over a year. And legitimately, I don't know what they're doing that they think this guy is capable of making decisions in it, when the game is on the line, he proves consistently he will make the wrong decision. Well, and I think too, because like him entering this position, and I remember like in his opening press conference, all that kind of stuff, talking about like, and kind of his like whole thing was like trusting the analytics. Like he was a super analytic guy, right? Like that was his bread and butter. He was always talking about that, like, oh, this is what the analytics said. We're gonna do this. We're gonna go for this here. We're gonna execute this play here. That kind of stuff. This is a time I'm wondering, like, is he trying to swing the pendulum so far the other way? Because every analytic would tell you, do not do this. No, there. So I was, uh, I was looking at the probability factor of the play. It was a 96.4% chance that he does not get the first down. That's what analytics told him. And close, he still did it. Close the book. Call it a day. Like, dude, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, if you if you happen to get it, if you happen to get it, everybody's still questioning your sanity for even trying. And that's what we're doing. Yep. And and, and it's ridiculous. Like, I just I don't understand at all what they see in the guy. It just feels like you could put any other football mind in there and it would be better. I'd rather see Nathaniel Hackett coaching this team. I genuinely would. I mean, probably. I mean, I don't know. I think. I think it's too like I think the whole conversation you take outside of like the dumb decisions, like he he's a defensive coach. Like he 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 co- didn't he coach the team to the Super Bowl with the Rams, Jameson? Wasn't he the DC then? Um, I always no he, for that, for that first no. run. Um, I can never remember if it was him or if Wade Phillips was still there. If that was like the last okay. Wade Phillips year, either way, he was the guy that kind of like re 
invented our defense and was kind yeah, of like setting like, a, the table for the modern good NFL enough. defense. Yeah, and obviously like did a good job to get himself a head coaching job, and his defense has been terrible. So bad. Like I'm like if you're a defense, Jackson was a healthy scratch on Sunday. By the way, well, it's apparently his uh, the warrant out for his arrest may have had something to do with yes. that. Uh, he also he, was getting he, hooked. Well, there was he that too. Terrible. I mean, or at least it was a good excuse. That's why he's getting arrested. Actually, They're like we gave you all this money, <laughs> this man committed a robbery. He <laughs> needs to be arrested. That yeah. being being robbed blind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, First degree. But no, I, mean, I just think, I just think like with three to four years. Sorry. With yeah. with, with, with teams with head coaches who like they have a specialty in, in in one way or in one vein, like and yet that is not working. Automatically, you got to be calling that into question because like that that's usually what they're called in to do. And they're not getting it done. So, yeah. And especially with a, a roster as talented on paper, that's what I have to say now with this team, but on paper, like they should be, they should be holding teams to 16 points. Absolutely. Like they, this is, it's a very talented defense. This is probably, I think, the third week in a row we have just touched on our disappointment with this team because we really like this roster. I think everyone loves the roster. And that defense is just electric. They got dudes at all levels. Like, why can't they just, why can't they get it done? It's, it's very frustrating. And I know there's a lack of depth because of the contracts to a certain degree, but even with the starters in, you're, you, they're giving up touchdowns. They shouldn't be giving up sustained drives. They shouldn't be giving up. They've had problems switching personnel in and out. Um, like there was a play, uh, I think it was in week two. I was I was watching uh, uh, Baldy uh, doing a, a breakdown on their defense, and he goes, Have, "Has anyone else seen what I'm seeing here?" And he points at the defensive line, and there's three defensive ends on the play. Hmm. Like they put the wrong personnel out there, and they're just like, "You're just gonna play that position now because it's the same." <laughs> sure, like stuff like that happening. Although, quick pivot to college football: how the crud did Notre Dame? play to the last two plays of the game against Ohio State with 10 guys. That's insane. Like that, you want to talk about bad coaching? Oops. Um, And also, that's the defensive line coach's fault, for the record. And then just like admitting, like, oh, yep, oops, we had 10. Yep. And and we're working on a solution for that, which you have to as a head coach, but that's not his fault. Any Mm -hmm. any day of the week, he took all the blame because he's going to be that guy publicly, but that's your defensive line coach's fault, 100%. He needs to know at all times when you're in personnel groupings, who's on the field and who's not. That's his bad. That's literally his job. Like that is the number one priority is have the human beings on the field that are supposed to be there, especially the correct number of them. So uh, no, that I mean, they're supposed to know what their gaps are, all that stuff. Sure. But they also need to be physically present. Uh, I wonder why they were in the ball to the left. Cause the, cause the Ohio state offensive coordinator went, Oh my God. Oh my mm, God. Yummy. Two plays in a row. Yeah. I just, dude, Very there's good. an, I just don't get it. If you're the defensive tackle after the first play, you're like, get him out here. Oh my God. You know, like I was watching that game and I didn't notice it in the moment because the, where, where their uh, position is on the far side from the camera. And so the spots covered up visually from what you can see on the camera side. And but they have the overhead shot going for the coaches the whole time. That's what they're watching. Uh, they flash back and forth between the downfield one and the overhead. But anyway, that was just hilarious. Um, not even the most well, embarrassing thing to happen in football this weekend. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Fifty point loss was. Um, 
Well, I also we can call out also Colorado Buffaloes. That was embarrassing. Oh my gosh, and that was, was awesome. Beautiful. Also, all you weirdos that are saying that Dan Lanning's like pregame speech was like stupid. That was they're so. Like, they're like you said that to get clicks. You knew ESPN was in there. I've heard this a whole bunch this yeah. week. Oh, rolling say, out there with their 400, 400 uniforms, but yeah, coaches. Also, say what that's what they you have do. That's what you do in a locker room the- full of. Yeah, it, exactly. You have a locker yeah, room full of every young men. Do. You fire them up. That's and they're twenties. And and let's just say Dan Lanning, not the clicks guy that Deion Sanders is, just yeah. for the record. I mean, like if if that's what Dan Lanning did to get clicks, if you're like comparing the two, that's like what eight percent to Dion's ninety two on who owns the clicks. I mean, I mean that's dude, the I'm only just... Dan Lanning sound sound bite you're going to hear for months. I mean, the entire I, I watched most of this game, most of that game. And the yeah. entire time, they're just talking about Deion Sanders as they're the losing 30 by 36 points. Every shot that wasn't the game was Dion's face with sunglasses. Like the entire, the entire game. I mean, they did not shut up the entire time. It was like watching the Bears play the Chiefs and seeing Taylor Swift every 38 seconds. Because yeah. uh, the play would happen and then it would go to Taylor Swift and they'd be like, oh, here's... Oh, I don't even think I saw Andy Reid in that game. Oh, okay, just oh, for by, the record. Oh, by the way, there's a football game being played. I don't know why I was watching, but I was watching that game. The the, the Chiefs Bears. Yeah, I don't know why I watched it. It was on primetime television. I'm I'm you're, not a Swifty. You're a Swifty at heart, Matt. Just, just uh, you're, you are just outing yourself right now my, on the microphone. It's gonna be on the internet, dude. Matt Novak. Is actually, you know, what? I'm gonna out, I'm gonna out a weird conversation I had with my spouse today. Um, my wife was there. I was no. Does she know you're Swifty? Okay, shut Have your you face. I'm gonna hit him with him. The microphone's gonna go off while I disconnect him from this cord and hit him with it. <laughs> um, but no. So apparently we were like we were dating, and she did like the New Year's Eve show. It was like maybe three or four weeks after our first date, and she had just come out of college. My wife had so she'd been in this like I don't listen to music bubble or anything, and Taylor Swift was not Taylor Swift yet, right? Uh, this is a Definitely a few years ago. And um, and she was doing the New Year's show and she's singing whatever her popular song was at the time. I have no idea because I'm not a Swifty. And I... Sure. Yeah, they can't see you nodding your head, doofus. And anyway, the... Uh, I, as she's singing the song, my wife goes... My, my then girlfriend goes, who, who's that? Wait, I don't know who this is. I've never heard, I, I haven't heard this. And the song had been popular for like maybe two months, right? Like no hate on that on that comment, and I was and I was like, oh, it's Taylor Swift. This is the name of her song, and she, apparently it made my wife like super insecure. She's like, is this the type of girl that he's into? Does he like? Because you know like, the song, and I'm like, yeah, because I knew the song and who she was, and I don't think she realized that she was becoming like this big pop star at the time, and like it was just really funny. And I, I looked at her, I was like, she looks like a poodle, like all the time, and and my wife's just like, you know, I mean, you just things you just think about as a girl and I was like well then I thought about it like in, in that comment but today I was thinking about that in relation to Sunday and I'm like <laughs> man is every football loving wife like looking at, at the screen right now going am I supposed to act like that when the Chiefs score you know, well, you know like, the funny thing <laughs> about that game is they had the Taylor Swift hype for the ratings that I'm sure they would have loved to write all game but the Bears were oh, getting yeah. beaten so bad they took that game off of my television to play yes, the Cowboys Cardinals game instead. Well, I That's wasn't how bad about that. that neither was. were you. Oh no. Yeah. No, that that was the second half I got to watch too. 
and it was super awesome. I couldn't believe we were watching the Chiefs play the Bears at all. Yeah, but no, it was, was so bad. What was it? it was thirty five like, nothing. Right? Bad today. Football is bad today. Why are we watching? It was, this it was right bad now? today, but I I don't know. I just felt like it was so entertaining. Like there was so much stuff. Okay, so because we need to get to the good game, the games of the week. Anyway, we're we're gonna hit that here in just a second. But like, uh, but yeah, it was it, just one more time. It was thirty five zero at halftime. Does that sound right? Or thirty six? So I'm like, no, it's yeah. like five touchdowns. I think whatever they did, I think whatever they did was technically more and a half than the Dolphins did, because I think the Dolphins Maybe it was did 36. 30, I think so, because I think they did 35 and 35 is what the Dolphins did, but the Chiefs outscored oh. them in a half. Yeah, and then the Chiefs did the right thing and pulled all their starters, and they let Blaine Gabbert throw two interceptions in the second half. Didn't play Pacheco like all that. You don't need uh, to. Yeah, it was it was over over. But no, I I do want to get to the positives of the week because we I did have some good games. Yeah, there was some great games, which Grant did touch on briefly. Ravens, I, Colts. Yes. Ravens Colts was Gar- awesome. Minshew Minshew Mania is back, and I am the number one fan. Uh, Gardner Minshew also pulled the great Dan Orlovsky. He did. He did. He did. So now, so now the step, if you're unaware of what that is, he's it's the stepping out of the back of the end zone while attempting a pass. So this is the Holy Trinity. So it's Dan Orlowski, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner. Mitchell. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, I mean, I would say for the most part, people would, would view that they're one thing in common. Yeah. They are objectively handsome men. Uh, I'm, it's got to be. Okay. Orlowski's just in really good shape. Yeah. I will say too. On Orlovsky, I actually kind of enjoy his commentary on Monday Night Football. I, I do not mind him. I enjoy it. It's it's a little different. He, it's I will fine. say for me, he seems I, I to be it. a little basic to the viewer. Like he kind of maddens it, if you will. He says stuff that's a little obvious or to the casual fan. Yeah, and and he kind of speaks for them because I'm used to watching him. You know, like on Pat or ESPN or whatever, where he's a little more detail oriented, yeah. and he didn't seem to be heavy on the details. It was kind of like lighter commentary if you will yeah he was like the third guy in the booth type yeah of guy. but so, I, I enjoyed when he, when he would come in i think that he usually has some good anecdotes or whatever this that or the other but i overall enjoy his his espn commentary and i like to see more of it yeah as no, opposed but, to some of the other guys but in that game in that game uh which was another one grant and i got to kind of watch uh the end of together at lunch the other day but uh the you know the ravens colts go tied at the end uh of regulation both teams got a shot with it, uh, actually two shots, mm-hmm. and uh, it just happened to be that the Colts got close enough at the end, uh, get a field goal, and Matt Gay, Matt Gay kicked four field goals. That is an NFL uh, oh, over fifty yards. NFL record. NFL record. Former Ram. Like, uh, what's that? Former Ram. I did. Uh, yes, former, former, because you guys couldn't afford them. Former Ram, yeah. but also. Can't, how how weird is it that we're talking about the kicker we're talking about in a, in a Ravens Colts game is not Justin Tucker because yes. Tucker missed that field goal he, and and I don't mean, get, big ass it was, it was a, a sixty one yarder that's a, that's it was a, that's a big ass even Justin cold. Tucker was like I didn't make that like he literally was watching he's like okay middle 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 and then middle. it hits and it hits the uh, it's, like, it, it's like a yard short yeah hit the cross or uh, just underneath the crossbar and uh, I mean you could see it was. It was dead on. It just, just not quite enough. Like also, they're in Baltimore, and you do get the, you know, the, the crosswind on that side. It was cold too. Uh, yeah, because that's that's the side cold. that faces the ocean. So it was coming at him just slightly. 
um, and may have knocked that down a little bit. But uh, but Matt Gay kicks it with a minute left. Um, you know, another fifty plus. I think it was fifty three, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and punched it through. It was a dope game of just back and forthness. I mean, Baltimore definitely had the opportunity to score, didn't get it in, didn't love the play calling uh, at the end of regulation. They could have won that game. I felt like easier at the end of regulation they could have in or than they could have in overtime. And just kind of an odd sequence of events that led to certain play calls and whatnot. Um, didn't seem to get, put themselves in great opportunity. I don't understand. Like if you're going to do three passing plays, for instance, inside the ten. One of them, at least, should be a rollout with crossing routes. Like, you're trying to get the defenders confused in that zone because it's a perfect setting for the zone. Anytime that you're... Because the back in the end zone is 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. That is zone setup. That's like a middle zone setup. And that's... If you are a team that runs zone, which the Colts do, just like everybody else... Um, and you're not going to blitz, which you're not when you have four defensive linemen, which their defensive line have been playing well and getting after uh, quarterbacks. Um, you're going to sit back in that. They didn't one time attempt to move those safeties left to right, like at all with crossing routes. Yeah. They ran these up and backs. Um, they kind of did this flare thing. They did slants, but really nothing that moved the safeties left to right. Back and forward, sure, but not left to right. So you're basically leaving uh, Lamar in this situation where he's got to throw a high ball, uh, which his best high ball receiver on that team is going to be Bateman. And uh, you don't necessarily have all that much confidence in both Lamar's touch and Bateman's ability to come down with that ball. It doesn't seem smart in terms of coaching perspective. Um, But the game ends up being awesome. Matt Gay uh, hits the walk off. And that was pretty dope. Can I say something about that game real quick? Yeah. I know we have a note here to eventually talk about uh, AFC West coaches, unless we already just had our. Oh no, I breeze by it. But um, this is kind of way too much of a hot take to actually say, but I'm going to say it. But you're saying it. There you go. Um, Is it time for Harbaugh to be gone in Mm. Baltimore? I know they're two and one, but like I watch games like this where. It seems like they, I mean, obviously any game with them against the Colts should be winnable because they just have more talent. They have a former MVP. They have a history of winning with Harbaugh. And you have, you know, also the greatest kicker we've ever seen. Uh, Unfortunately, comes up short today. And you're playing a backup quarterback on a team that is also kind of rebuilding, doesn't have their starting running back. I know you have the injury bug and there's some like luck involved here. But like at some point, are they just going to keep allowing and accepting this kind of like 70% of that's because that's what it feels like is you're like, you're not getting everything out of this team that you should have. It's almost like the coaching argument that I have with like when Jimmy G was on the 49ers, I'm like, well, you're not winning because of Jimmy G. He's like just good enough to exist in that system. But that doesn't mean like the Niners shouldn't try to go out and get a better quarterback at some point and be even better. Like there's, room to improve you shouldn't necessarily settle at like a key position and it seems like with where Harbaugh is right now maybe it's just you need a change of scenery because he's still a great coach I think but maybe it's just getting stale like I I feel like that's got to happen soon obviously there was already like a history there of like is he even going to come back and coach the Ravens is he going to go back to college or like is his brother going to come back you know from college like there was a bunch of Harbaugh stuff being thrown around in the past with with them but like 
I don't know. It just seems like they're not really getting anywhere. They'll have a good season, I'm sure. But I, I feel like when it gets down to nitty gritty, I have some Ravens uh, friends and all I see them talk about all the time during these games is like, what was that play call here when it, you know, we tried yeah. giving it to, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake instead of like letting Lamar, you know, do his thing. And, you know, you can't blame Greg Roman anymore. Like, th- I feel like there's a lot going on there where there's room for improvement in the coaching. And it could also just be we need a new face in the building finally. Um, so that's like yeah. my overreaction like, for a two and one team who'd lost no, by I'm, like a point. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a question. I think I kind of think it's kind of the way that you, that I think maybe like your friends or Ravens fans are feeling. It was kind of the, I liken it to the same way that I kind of felt about Terry Stotts with the Blazers. Kind of like he's probably good. he's a good coach, but there's just they're not getting over this hump. There's like yeah. there's something that is just blocking them. You you hit a um, wall not, eventually. Yeah, and I I do think that that's a question because they're not winning games impressive. The ones that they've won, it's not been impressive. It's not they've not been a team that we walk away from their wins and been like, oh, they, this team like where the Dolphins or the Niners or the Eagles or even the Chiefs where we're like, oh, this is a team to like. But when you look at this roster, you should like right. when you look at this roster, you should be like, oh, you know, we should be talking about the Ravens as two and one two and one team should be in that, but like they're not winning these games impressively, like and that. There are there there are just some pieces that yeah I think they're not getting that max out of them kind of like a team like who's also in the division like Mike Tomlin seems to just get that extra something out of these players that Harbaugh maybe is not doing I totally think it's a conversation I I yeah and I don't definitely just, an overreaction because it's their two yeah. and one right well in that regard yes true. but and I also do think there's something to be said for giving a break especially on the last two years. With the amount of injuries that they have Dude. had on the running back position, um, you know, and I know there's that whole like mantra of like believe in your guys, and and for sure you don't want to just count somebody out because they had an injury, um, and whatnot. But I mean, Dob- Dobbins is, should be done there. Like you should just you should call that one good. Mm-hmm. Dude was electric when he was healthy, but holy cow, those are devastating injuries. I mean, two ACLs in three years. Yeah. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't ask that guy to come back and be a starter. And I do expect that they would go and, and make that position specifically a priority. They're just coming off the heels, not, uh, you know, not to try and be punny or funny about that, but <laughs> like off the Achilles heel, off the Achilles of that, <laughs> that situation. Um, but like genuinely, I do think that's something you got to throw into that equation is, uh, you know, Gus Edwards again being asked to be a lead back. Uh, when he was supposed to be a two, if not a three, uh, on this team, and uh, they're gonna have to do something about that. Um, but and and I wouldn't, and none of us would be shocked, by the way, if uh, that team were to try and make a trade at some point this season, uh, being where they're at at the running back position, and you know, there's some already we're gonna talk about it in a moment, but some already really bad teams uh, that have some guys that can. Uh, play the position a little bit it wouldn't be shocked to see them gain some depth via trade here uh soon so i do i do kind of give a little bit of a break with the injury bug but i do see your perspective and i and i agree like it it kind of feels like maybe we need a different voice at some point i also think that offense could use a literal just like shot of starter fluid man like get it going because i mean they I shouldn't could, be putting up that few points like they you, have in two out of the first three games like Someone, I mean, no one is on the caliber of Andy Reid in their play calling, but imagine with someone who's got this offensive just guru, like just in their head, like it's amazing. Imagine Lamar on the Dolphins and tell me that that is not like 
the craziest oh. thing that could ever happen. Is Lamar I'm not gonna disrespect. On, on I'm game. not gonna disrespect Tua right now with those comments. Okay. I'm not disrespecting Tua either, but I'm just saying, like, could you just imagine like that team's won the Super Bowl? Like I'd call okay. right there. But, like pretty much like that's all right. insane. But give give Lamar Mike Evans. Well, yeah, so true. Well, that that's like, give a, Lamar Mike Evans what, right yeah, now. Like, essentially, it's give him a receiver and give him somebody who's going to like scheme up an offense. And that's I don't understand why Hopkins isn't playing. We've said this multiple times. I don't understand why he's not playing in Baltimore. Well, it's because they paid no fifteen million dollars who hadn't played football for two almost two it, years. Like I that and, and, and I guess that again. goes to further my perspective. And that, yeah, he's injured. That you know there is uh, there's a personnel issue on who's making those decisions. You're going to go get Odell. Okay, but you let go of, you know, you let go of Hollywood Brown. Okay, you're going to go, you're going to rely on these running backs that have had ACL issues and not even go and get yourself a little something extra, you know, to, to possibly deal. I mean, at least the Broncos went, you know, uh, took, you know, I'm not going to say his name right. So please say it for me. Uh, what's his face from the Bengals? Samaj. Samaj P. Ryan. Um, like, but like genuinely, at least they went and got somebody after Williams went down with the injury last year and went and got a guy that could fill the void. Um, and the Baltimore isn't doing that. Why did you pay Odell money? Like why? He's not good. D hop can still play ball. Okay. He just has Tannehill for a quarterback. And like, it's showing. You know, dear God, is it showing? showing. <laughs> Cause, uh, let me tell you, I saw the targets and the catches, <laughs> uh, He's not missing those balls, guys. <laughs> Some of them are nowhere near him. Uh, I guess they were thrown to him, but maybe not. <laughs> we're he being really the honest. Closest one yeah. in the area. Seriously, well, it's got to be away. to somebody, so I guess we'll count it as his target. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, no, I, I just, it's got to be a bit of a personnel issue over there. Um, but I mean, something to definitely think about as the season goes on, are they making some changes, uh, you know, and adapting things? I'd love to see that offense, you know, at that 30 point marker a lot of weeks like it should be. I feel like he's the Chargers are in it. Just let him. Yeah. Spin it. Seriously. And figure it out. His ball. Yep. Like whatever. Like if that means he's throwing it more, like I, I, I feel like they're so hesitant because they paid him a lot of money to like turn him loose. Like, I mean, go watch MVP Lamar highlights of him throwing the ball and he's getting it downfield. There was like that first right. week. I think it was the first touchdown of that MVP season to, I think it was Hollywood Brown actually. Just like streak down the middle, throws a dart like 50 yards in the air. Dude, like, I was like, MVP oh, this is Lamar, the Lamar we're getting this year. Okay, Probably a he's top throw. three in the NFL. Like that dude is insane. It, yeah. MVP Lamar Jackson is awesome. And you need to figure out how to get back to doing some of that. Yep. Um, again, this offense should be putting up points and they're not. And it's mainly personnel based. Mark Andrews can't be the only dude bringing in the ball. You got to figure that out with your wide receiver unit and you got to get some help in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, other, I, I, you know, game of the week for me, uh, I'm probably the second best quarter of uh, or fourth quarter of football because the Dolphins clearly have the best um, just with the, the way they were efficient uh, was the Packers. Against the Saints. That was a good game. Uh, these dudes are down 17 to nothing and get it done in one quarter. They didn't need the first three quarters. They didn't need those quarters to score points. They just needed the fourth quarter. And dude, everything went their way. And Jordan Love gets his first comeback of his career uh, in this one. And it was pretty epic finish. Um, you know, they, they score the points in the fourth quarter. 
make it happen. I loved, like literally love Jordan uh, and his toys. I'm, I, you can't say love, love, right? That sounds weird. <laughs> love Jordan. Um, you like love? I, I like love. I love, I love a lamp. I was, gonna, I love lamp. <laughs> cool. Anchor, Anchorman quote no, I, for I, the I, young guy in the here. I've um, seen Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't need to go and list all the things that you haven't seen. Okay. Mr. Watch Forrest Gump two weeks ago. Not two weeks ago. It was a month ago. <laughs> still haven't seen Attack on uh, not no Attack on Titan. Uh, remember the Titans. He still hasn't seen Glow. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. What we, we went over this last year. Oh, yeah. he, like he still hasn't got it. Still haven't seen it. So dumb. Anyway, he's good. They, give everybody, they give everybody a podcast these days. Oh my god! Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Especially when they pay for it, you know. Hey, uh, that works. But no, uh, it was a really good game. I, I mean, the Saints, Saints, Saints uh, also. Did, I mean, did that, endure an injury, so endure an injury, and also missed a field goal. Like, yeah, like I feel like if if they won that, if they made that field goal, we're probably not having this conversation. Yeah, but hey, that's football. You that, got, you got to take advantage of when other team screws up. Packers did, and they they won the game by one point. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, Jameis Winston ended up playing a football game that he's not supposed to be in. Uh, car exits. That was concussion, right? No, it's uh, a sh- uh, whatever joint uh, in the shoulder sprain. Yes. To oh no, my bad. I was thinking Jimmy. I don't know why. Yep. 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 No. Former, uh, former car goes out of that game. I can see it. By the way, Michael Thomas's catch. If you saw that on the sideline, pretty dope. Uh, yeah, that, that he's still a, mid. Whatever. <laughs> That is your hill to die. He's still, still mid, mid, and the Saints lost. And I love a Saints loss. It's just great. If you lose me, don't don't hate it at all. The uh, uh, that whole division. I uh, what are we at? We're at three teams, two and one down there. Or all are all four of them. Two. No, oh no, no. You got the winless. Yeah. So you got you got the Bucks. You got the Saints. Are the Saints two and one? One and two. One and two now. Okay, because of that loss. What division then, is it that's got all the two and ones? Is it, is it the N- NFC East? Gosh, somebody should look this up before we start talking. Or at least la- last week it was the NFC East was like the seven and one because you had the yeah. Eagles, Giants, uh, the Giants, but the Giants lost again. Giants lost again. So did the Commanders. Yeah, and so did the Commanders. Yeah, the no. Uh, I mean, because it's the Falcons are two one. They are. I got yeah. that one. So they're in the them and the Buccaneers are tied for division lead. Rams have two losses now. Rams are one and Cardinals two. Have... Yeah. Cardinals are one and two. Cardinals are one and two. Yeah. Which, by the way, no. I will say, if you would have told me that the Rams were one and two with these three teams and two of those games being on the road, but then the home game being against the 49ers, who is basically a home game for them, I, I would take that. Yeah. And to be in all uh, those games. But quick question. Who is it that you're playing this next day? This coming week? Yes. Uh, I'll is have it, to look. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. It's a road game. Every game's a road game for them. Oh, that's true. Rams don't Wait, do anything. I don't know. We won, a, we won a home Super Bowl, so. That, that's, hey, hey, that's true. That's true. I'm, I mean, did they? Uh, the Super Bowl was in Los Angeles. We won it. No, I'm, I, and we know where it is. But no, is we played really the, play the Colts. Game? On the road. Should be a good one. That should be a good game. That could be in the pick them. I, I I would pick the Rams. Even if that's yeah, Jake's, I'm taking well, it. Well, good. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll Zach. 
What's that? Yeah. What's that? Got on that one. I, you know what? I, I think it's fair. I think it's go. fair to wait in here if Richardson's going to be back. I think he is. That's. Fair. Does it matter? Because they won without. It, was, him. it did say one to two weeks. So. He well, and um, who's their coach? Steichen? No. Yeah. Yeah. Steichen. yeah. Yeah, he was on there. Uh, he's on the Pat McAfee show today and gave a very head coach answer. And was like, he's progressing very well. Yeah, that, that was when they, I, when they asked about his this much. <laughs> yeah, when he, when they asked about his status Zero. for next week, that's that is what they said was he's progressing very well. So yeah. we shall see. If you had to pick though on on the options, would you have picked the Colts, Ravens, or Packers, Saints as your game of the week? I don't think any of us would have picked the Charger Vikings just because Brandon Staley was coaching in that game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, still, I mean what, what was the final score? 28-24? 28-24, Cousins threw the interception in, in the end zone to end it uh, because they couldn't get the... He couldn't hear. Uh, Cousins couldn't hear uh, because of the crowd noise from the first down. I mean, I, that play. I'd probably go... I mean, I'd probably go Saints-Packers because they scored 18. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. For a second there, the best game of the week was the Seahawks-Panthers game. And then it kind of... That was it was fun. It kind of got well, it was blown fun. Just ended up being a ten pointer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it ended it, up getting blown open at the end. But for for a minute, it there, was it was, a, it was exciting. The, the first half was exciting. It was like Panthers were up by one point. It was like thirteen twelve or something yeah, like me that. Me and Grant were or me or me and Grant. Me and Jameson were probably very excited because we knew rifle. how much fun this podcast was going to be if uh, Grant's team lost to the Panthers. Yeah, well, but see, then, then, but then, then the it would have made my win against the Seahawks look worse. So I'm stuck in this like. Okay, no, well, you I, would have I been hundred percent good with it. I need the Rams win to like look better because I'm trying to convince myself that we're the good bad team. There is, but if the Seahawks lose to nothing, the Carolina Panthers, there's nothing better than bad loss, Grant. Uh, yeah, come on. Well, we're not I mean, to be fair, about. I basically root for like any team that's not the Rams and would compete with us to lose every week, regardless. By the of, way, like ties. Speaking of another sport, if if the Mariners choke away a playoff spot. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, he's gonna be real I'm fun. Next ammo week. and ammo about and <laughs> my, like my one baseball so nugget can... that I can provide first time in thirty years that the Red Sox, Yankees, or Cardinals have not been in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. tell me about it. Yeah, but, tell but me at about least the it. Yankees no. are there. You know, well, at yeah. least the Red Sox fired the GM that I hate. So there you go. That. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? No, I mean I think for games of the week, I, ha- I have to go Packers Saints just because Jordan Love. First comeback, scoring eighteen unanswered points. Uh, was yeah, it unanswered? That's, yeah. that's really yeah. what I would pick. Is, is that game? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, obviously, Colts winning in overtime, coming down like the last couple minutes in overtime. Great, um, that great, was great game too. Um, Panthers Seahawks was good. I mean, the second half really wasn't that close at all. Um, the Panthers scored a late garbage touchdown because it was it was a seventeen point lead up until like the last like two three minutes when I stopped watching, mm-hmm. and then I was I like checked on my phone like oh they got a touchdown, so they scored in garbage time. It was really a seventeen point lead, but. That first half was was fun. I mean, the Seahawks were kind of messy and sloppy, but then they showed up. And Ken Walker is a dude. Yeah, a dude. Yeah, he that that juke. Oh, I don't know man. who he left on on skates, but oh, 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 no, I didn't send it. But the Zach Charbonnet truck. Yes, that one was he amazing. Chucked that dude into the end zone. Oh, I was like, was man, so how did you good. chuck that guy and not score? Like yeah. literally, it was. We couldn't it's see it's a, it's a far angle I that we're looking at. That, like the, way, like, the angle, but dude. Uh, Zach Charbonnet uh, is not a man that I want to get into a back alley fight with. Yeah, but uh, now that that ended up being a good game, Gino had another solid game. You think he's proving more and more that he's not a one-year wonder? Um, consistent. 
He's consistent. He's consistent. He's consistent. He's throwing for close to three hundred yards and one or two touchdowns. Yep. I'll take it. So yeah, no, you, run game was pretty good for the Seahawks though. Run game was pretty good. Also, that you guys are talking about O lines. I want to shout out the Seahawks O line because without their starting tackles in the last two games, they awesome. They have only allowed te- technically it's three, but one of those that one second against the Lions was hundred percent Geno Smith's fault being stupid and losing all of his brain cells. Yes, that was pretty funny. But um. They've only given up three total sacks and really only two without their starting tackles. And that's been extremely impressive for uh, Stone Forsyth and uh, Jack Curran um, for those two guys. So, and hopefully Charles Cross is supposed to be, hopefully be back next week. That's what Pete Carroll is saying. Abraham Lucas went on the IR. IL. IR. IR. I get them all mixed up nowadays. You're watching baseball too much. I am watching baseball. But yeah, so um, pretty impressive there for that O-line for the Seahawks over there. So, uh, players that you don't get to see play that much before we get into the next segment, uh, Burns is a dude. I yeah. did not get to see him play because he plays for the stinking Panthers and we don't ever go to watch. Oh, the yeah. You'd watch him a little bit. That's a dude. Brian Burns. Yeah, man. Brian, Brian Burns is, I, I mean, this speed is off the charts for defensive player. Do they end up paying like, him? Uh, no, he's, a, he's doing the in-house thing. Also, the, it also it's crazy. If, if they did not pay him, they were looking to trade him. The Rams were going to give up like a first and a second round pick for this guy. And if he ends up walking Rams, first round picks are useless. Well, yeah, but also <laughs> like, so I guess it works out for, and for, for the Rams because they would probably still not own another first round pick for another year. But um, if brand burns walks for nothing, like when, if they don't want to pay him, that's a fumbled bag for the Panthers. Well, I mean, I think they knew what they are. They were. And I think you can hold the Kings ransom midseason. Just throwing it out there yeah, for, for a team. Like, that's where that's, that's like that. Yeah. Like Brian's burn player away. Like if you, yeah, if you're really just a guy, if you're missing just the guy, I mean, burns fits everywhere. Yeah. So, and if somebody has an injury that's expecting to be a, uh, you know, a Super Bowl contender, um, I mean, you know, who would not surprise any of us freaking dolphins. They could mean, probably use. A, they could use another way, playmaker on that defense. Still have. Uh, they still have Jalen Ramsey coming back. Yeah, they do. But honestly, do the you do know, the it, Dolphins even need players on defense if they're just going to put up seventy? Yeah, like no, they don't need it. I mean, honestly, they're like, just like score about it. Like you know, see, a good offense a is a great defense. They scored a touchdown every six minutes of that football game. I mean, there if they keep up that up, I don't even. Th- do I think Jalen Ramsey could put a chair out on the field and just lay there under an umbrella. They scored more than one point a minute that game. <laughs> Sixty minute game, seventy points. That's insane for football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. it going. Keep that it is, going. Yeah, I mean, there's so many stats from that, but that just shows how impressive that is. And that honestly, you need a, with an offense like that, you just need an uh, okay defense. Yeah, like honestly, yeah. like and that that does break all the rules for like Super Bowl teams. But like, I mean, it's like the Chiefs you approach. Put, uh, basically through this I mean, yeah, just put like up 40 points defense, and some studs on and you defense, just force but... them to have to score more points than yeah. you. That's all you need to do. Absolutely. The um, the other one I was going to say, uh, guys that uh, I don't get to see that much, uh, Vita Vea. Oh, he's uh, an mm-hmm. eater of humans. He's awesome. Uh, he's I, I cannot believe how easy it is for him to just chuck a grown man to wherever he decides they need to go. Um, I was watching an interview with uh, Jason Kelsey this week, and uh, he said uh, another offensive lineman was taking on Vita in a game uh, earlier. I think it was in week one or something like that this year. And uh, so they called him and they're like, hey, man, I got to go against him. I know I know, like you played him uh, obviously a few times before. He's like, what do you what do you do? You know, like what, what was your what was your secret or whatever? He goes, dude, I, I got nothing. 
<laughs> he's like, I have nothing to tell you. He goes, if you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> he's like, I, he goes, we, we threw two, two guys in a chip at him. And, you know, it was just a matter of putting enough humans between him and wherever he wanted to go. That was, that was all that was stopping him from getting there. And he goes, no, nah, he just, he just wrecks you every game. And he goes, my goal was just to not get blown backwards. And that's, I mean, that's Jason Kelsey. So mm-hmm. no, nah, it was pretty cool. I got to see just with them being on Monday night football, the, the Buccaneers, um, and then the, the Panthers playing the Seahawks since that was a local game for us. I got to watch both of those guys and that was pretty dope. I, I enjoy getting to watch guys. You don't normally get to see, uh, in a prime time setting or, or just on your local TV anyway. Um, all right, we're going to do a different segment. So pull up the standings, you guys. Um, and I want you to take a look real quick um, at the the teams that are two and one. Okay. Uh, now, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm also going to put one caveat to it uh, that I didn't put in our notes in our rundown for the show. Uh, I'm going to ask you to exclude the Chiefs. Because as we talked about, their loss is probably an anomaly with them not having two of their best, three best players uh, in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the exclusion of the, of the Chiefs, once you look through those two and one teams, uh, Grant, if you wouldn't mind in a second, I want you to list them out. Okay. okay. Um, but for your money real fast, we're going to get one minute on the clock to answer this question, uh, each of us, and make a case for... Uh, the team that you were the most surprised is two and one. Why? Okay. Um, so Grant, go ahead and list so them. Two and one, either good or bad. Like you're surprised they two lost one. the game yep. or surprised that they, or they got to that point. That yep. point. Okay. And then uh, Jameson, we're going to have you go first uh, after he lists them out. Okay. I'll get okay. the timer up. Okay. So should I just go now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So in the AFC, I'll just go there first. We've got the bills. We've got excluding the chiefs now. So then, in the AFC North, we've got the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. And in the AFC South, we've got the Colts. And the NFC, we've got the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Lions, and the Falcons, Saints, and Buccaneer- Buccaneers. All right. So Jameson's been looking at him for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start the timer. Uh, I'll give you a five second hit just so you you know when we're about to close out. You got to finish in under the buzzer. All right. Okay. You don't have to use all your time, but you don't get more than a minute. All right. Okay. Make right. your case. Ready uh, and hit. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts. Um, That might not be a shocker because I covered both the South divisions this year in our preseason kind of look ahead. But um, looking at the Colts, I think the thing that stands out the most to me right now with them being two and one is not only have they, are they first place um, in their division? They've scored some of the most points in the AFC just by comparison. So they've scored 74 points already this season. Um, That's more than the Ravens. That's more than the Browns. That's only four points fewer than the chiefs who had a blowout game yesterday. Um, That's um, less fewer points than the chargers, but better record than the chargers. Um, and really the only other teams that have scored more points than them in the AFC are the teams that you might expect. The Dolphins have scored a hilarious 130 points. They've uh, Bills have scored 91 points. So by comparison, they're actually scoring pretty well. Um, and you have a week in there without a backup quarterback. And so all things considered, I thought they were going to be bad. Two and one, very surprising. 
One minute. All right. Grant, you had over a minute to look at your options. Yeah. All right. Give us yours in 60 seconds. Hit it. Uh, for me, actually, I don't think I actually even sent it, but I forgot to mention also the commanders. And so for me, it's the commanders. Um, and I think it's surprising in a good way. Um, obviously, they lost really bad to the Bills, but the Bills are just there. Um, they're, they're, they're primed to go. But the commanders, I mean, we've all been big fans of what Sam Howell's been doing. Um, I'll say this one week. What's that? I'll say this, this one week. So again, take out everything, but I'm still surprised. I feel like looking at this team in this division, we thought they would, they're the least talented and they probably still are, but they've got some dudes playing like John Dotson's playing well. That wide receiver group, they got scary Terry. Brian Robinson is a dude. Um, Sam Howell is playing really well, spreading the ball out. Eric Bandy's offense is moving. I um, mean, that defense is, um, they're playing. I mean, obviously, again, they lost, you know, by 34 points or whatever it was this week. But nonetheless, like that defense is still impressive. Um, that front seven is still impressive. That offensive line is playing, I think, well enough for them to win games. And so for me, uh, it's the commanders. I think it really comes down to that offense is being dynamic. So, oh, look at that. Woo! 59.95. Beauty. Hit it in there. Uh, all right. I'm just going to go. I got one minute and I, I was hoping neither of you would take this team. So I'm excited uh, that you left it for me. Um, is the train goes by in the background. Enjoy the, enjoy the horns, dude. How do you people sleep here? You're used to it. You just get used to it. I can't I'm even pretty hear sure it. the mics are not. The mics yeah. Are, I can't even what's hear that? it. Yeah. Well, you just call it out. It wasn't there. Whatever. I mean, you didn't know I was driving last week either. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So my team is the Steelers. I am genuinely shocked after good? week one that they were able okay. to get to two and one. Um, because after getting blown out by the 49ers and looking like they'd never played football before, they've somehow managed to hang around in two dirty, nasty, ugly, I would even say at times poorly coached games and still get wins. I, uh, you know, it, last week they got it with a, a defense that just wouldn't quit uh, scoring two different uh, defensive touchdowns, Highsmith and TJ Watt that Highsmith caused. Um, and then this week sticking it out in, in a game that I don't know that either team genuinely wanted to win. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt uh, after throwing three interceptions um, and genuinely just didn't think that they should have been in that game. Uh, if it wasn't for some bad coaching by the Raiders and poor decision making uh, at key points, so I'm really surprised the Steelers are two and one and atop their division. I yeah. I was very close to picking the Steelers um, because, as I think everybody here knows, like Grant and I were were kind of fading them, thinking this is going to be that they would lose. I still think that that's going to be the case, but 100 uh, percent agree. After that first week, the fact that they're even able to crawl and limp their way to two and one. Um, is fairly surprising. The I think the funniest part about that is yeah. they're sitting in first place in their division. They're two and one. Their their points for are, are fifty six, and their points allowed is seventy. But they're still sitting at two and one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's important. I know. I know. We're gonna try to move on, but again, about the Steelers too. Like when we watched the these last three weeks of this team, like I still walk away. I'm like, this team is terrible. They're not good. Like it's still terrible. Like there's a terrible team. I don't I, honestly. They should not have beat the Browns. There's just some miscues. I mean, the Highsmith punch out was yeah. a perfect play. Well, Deshaun Watson played terrible. Yeah, he did. He and did he, not have a good game. He had a much better game this week. Yeah, the best right. game they, was the Browns. Not out of the Titans. Yep. But um, but genuinely, like I they 
they just shouldn't have been able to win that game. I and mean, without two defensive touchdowns, they they don't, they can't. I'm mean, we picked on Matt Canada as we should all the time. He picked, it looks terrible. Uh, you know, still, I mean, like <laughs> this team this week, uh, you know, only 23 points. I mean, this is they, they've had 23 and 22 in their two wins. Yeah. Um, and you their know, defense has just, been scoring for them too, if I'm not mistaken. So like, it's not like their offense too, is putting points on and, the board necessarily. And I think right. that's an issue too, because you're not, that's not going to happen every week. There's going to come a point where the, the defense cannot score you touchdowns. That's not a common thing. And I know they have probably the best, you know, top three, top two, top one defensive player, but there comes a point where he cannot, he cannot score touchdowns for you. Like he has. No, and I mean, like this is this is this is the stuff that kills me. Uh, this week against the Raiders, they win the game by five, um, which we, by the way, have not come at uh, Mr. McDaniel's for his terrible decision to kick a field goal not once but twice on what ended up being the Raiders' last possession, down twenty three fifteen, and the dude's got a shot at the end zone. He's got all three timeouts, okay, and I uh, instead of taking. Uh, taking the shot at the end zone on fourth down and just if he doesn't make it he turns the ball over they're still down by eight and it's deep in their territory mm-hmm. you get the field goal then you have to do a kickoff with run which runs off time you give up the opportunity for a certain field position as well allowing more flexibility for play calling uh you know for pittsburgh and all so all they have to then do is get a first down which they did and it, because they had better play calling opportunities, honestly, like they weren't pinned back like you would have been if you'd gone forward on fourth down and missed. It makes zero sense. I, he can't defend it and be anywhere near right. You like turned a one all. score game into a one score game. Yeah. Because you, you, could, you could not kick a field goal and then get the ball back Wait. and kick a field goal. You had to, the, you, you were down by four or whatever four or five points after kicking the field goal that it achieved yeah. you nothing you still needed to score a touchdown nothing. now you're just Dude, I'm he, he said well if we, another drive later he said well if we would have scored if we if our defense holds and we're able to get down there into the red zone and take another shot at it you know we wouldn't have had to go for a two point i'm like so you're scared of two point conversions that's what you're saying like that's just a freaking weird thing like yeah. to be scared of his two point conversions. They literally uh, made yeah. no sense. He, he he was essentially like, okay, you you saved Staley from having the dumbest coaching decision of the day. It, like it's I you mean, could flip he, a coin and it would be like, yeah, which that's, one of you these could is flip dumber? a coin on this one. So that's is, fair. Yeah. Is it even a hot take to say that the AFC West has the three worst coaching, three worst head coaches through three weeks of the NFL season? Matt like Eberflus. taking just taking just mm, that's. Mm. Uh, Three of the top four. I mean, I think that because, I mean, like, listen, Sean not, Payton's things that, that's institutional issues. That's I under, not. I under, that, that's I not just that to some degree, but also him going out here saying stuff like Tua's going to get benched for Teddy Bridgewater and saying this is the worst coaching job that that, that, that last year. This that is the worst year ago I've ever seen. Did get paid to say those things, yeah. and we're guaranteeing. But like a going out here and tra- nothing, and, nothing less, and going out here and flaming yeah. and flaming the Jets. Hey, Dan Orlovsky well. said that Justin Fields was going to be an MVP candidate. So, you know. I mean, that's fair, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but I just, but obviously, it's not all head head, head coaching yeah. if players don't perform. Like, obviously, Sean Payne's not on the field to like he'll lose them 50 points. But at the yeah. same time, like, who else does the blame that the wins and the losses fall on the head coach? 
Yeah, like that's where they have to. I'm, I'm to touch on the edge of the end of the Steelers thing though, and and finish up that part. Like genuinely, the Steelers uh, had two less first downs uh, than the Raiders did. They uh, they had more drives but less plays. So they had sixty plays to the the Raiders sixty seven. They were outgained by the Raiders by thirty yards. Nobody in here is surprised by that. Um. I mean, basically in every statistical category, other than they did run the ball a little better than usual. And I will say their play calling was predicated on the run, which none of us hate for that team. Um, they had 31 rushing attempts to, uh, you know, the Raiders, uh, 30 or 19, sorry. Um, but the Raiders did get the ball twice in the fourth quarter to try and win. So I, and I know a lot of those, uh, a lot of those plays were passing plays in the fourth quarter. We'll say time of possession was pretty even, however, and that's probably because of the amount of run calls. Uh, definitely was because of the amount of run calls. Um, and the only thing that got them through this game, though, was just they didn't turn the ball over. They had zero turnovers. You know, Jimmy threw three picks. So that's, at the end of the day, like, that is what won them this game. Certainly doesn't seem to be play calling, and it's not execution on the offensive end. That's for dang sure. If Jimmy G wasn't attractive, he would not have a job. Hey man, he, that guy sells Subway sandwiches and anything else you put in front of that pretty face. I'm just saying, you know, especially as he's getting the gray. I mean, he's he's got all the vibes now. Dude, soccer moms go nuts. They're no. all Raiders. They're all Raiders fans. Yeah, year. they they just they just changed soccer moms, wine moms, <laughs> they just, yeah, Facebook moms. They're like, it's fine. We've been Raiders fans before. You know, 49ers were having down years. Um, well, the it, it, yeah, it was. It was something we were going to talk about is like three AFC coaches getting getting fired. But I want to overreact on the Sean Payton thing. I will remind it. And I, you know, I know we were reacting in our text group the other day. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, I still brought believe it up. what I said. I, it's fine. Because you can you can still believe what he's you acting said. like a bum. Um, the uh, I, I mean, basically, the discussion was. I, from my, from How dumb Grant's the Broncos organization was, there. There you go. And from my perspective. <laughs> It's because he's like, they need to fire this guy, you know, and 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 don't get me wrong. Grant's not the only person calling for it. It's not the. I don't even know why I am. I'm not even a Broncos fan. That's because I I'm still a big fan of my boy, Russ, even though he's been terrible. And well, yeah, I'm looking at his jersey right now. I have signed in this room. Um, But like I they gave up. They gave up a first and a second just to 20 million negotiate with the dude. They're paying him $18 million a year over five. So it's, it's a straight up $90 million contract, most of which is guaranteed. Um, you know, So was this the first round that they, they got from the Dolphins for Nick Chubb? I think that is correct. I don't believe they gave up their first rounder. Well, they didn't have one because of the rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got so, one back. For and the then Chubb. they tossed it away, yeah. Because it was this year. Right? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the yeah. Broncos that much. It's fine. But no, like genuinely, they they can't do it because of what they forfeited and what it would mean for a franchise. But you do kind of got to wonder what they're doing. Now, I will say this is not a roster that Sean Payton constructed. So we got to take that into a little bit of an account. Like he inherited a, some staff here when the front office that, uh, you know, had just gotten there um, because Elway had exited, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the Nathaniel Hackett firing and all that stuff. So like, you gotta you gotta kind of take some of that for what it is. Um, but yeah, like he he does get a little bit of a pass in my opinion. But Staley and 
McDaniel could definitely get fired after the season. Like that could a hundred percent happen. Do you think? Do you think there's a way though? Not a way, but if you could pick one one coach, two one coach to get fired before the season's over, Staley. Staley. We all want Staley gone. Staley because of the expectations of that team. I mean, because of the roster he has. Do you think McDaniel as well? I think McDaniel, ironically, is like actually a worse coach. But he is. But the Raiders aren't like are supposed to be contending for anything right now. You know, right? Like, I mean, if the roles were reversed, it's whoever's coaching the Chargers with that performance is the coach that is on the hot seat, and that's not even considering what happened in the playoffs last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's totally fair. So I, I mean, if and if you're not remembering massive collapse, Jaguars won a game they shouldn't have, and that's um, not even including trying to tie the year before <laughs> and yeah. not even making oh the playoffs. Gosh. Yep. That, hey, good memory, good memory, Jameson. Um, no, I mean it. It does it, that. That division does have some stinkers in it right now from a coaching perspective, and. It just seems like these guys are doing it to themselves. Um, I uh, I did have two other quick questions before uh, we jump in it, down on segments, but um, I favorite play of the week definitely Michael Pittman catch uh, where he lost his helmet. Holy cow! That was I know that you're going to say Zach Charbonnet tossing Absolutely. a human being. Um, I got just understandable, here. but like, dude, Pittman. That, that was that catch was awesome. That was dope. <laughs> also, I don't know who it was. This is for college football, but I think it was for the Gators. Like the 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 one handed grab. Oh, like yeah, looked like he just had straight up glue on his. He butt. went full yeah. Odell on that thing. But like, I don't know. I think it was. Flor- I don't know. It's Florida. Was it yeah, was yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, the, like that. I don't know that kid's that name was, either. That but. was like one of the most impressive plays I've seen. That was stinking awesome. I yeah uh, no Pittman just like he he took a shot. It was a clutch. It was a clutch play too. Yeah, they needed that. They, they needed did that need play. the catch. Yeah, the Mike Evans catch um, was great last night. Um, yeah, Mike Evans. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the interception that we had last night was also all oh, Witherspoons. Yeah, where he just got like, one handed, where he literally and, just yeah, caught it as if you're like when you hold the football, you just kind of have it in your arm. Yeah. He almost just caught it like that over the top. That was and the For funny real, thing if about you watch that it is, in motion. Go ahead. No, let's go ahead. I, I, I was gonna say, if you watch it in like in full speed, it literally looks like a magic trick. Oh yeah, it was like sleight of hand. But the funniest thing about yeah. that is, you know, I was getting a little stressed at that point in the game, obviously. And uh, yes. as soon as Burrow backs up, I'm like, we need to get a pick right here. And then he throws it, and that happens. And I was like, nobody was here to to hear me like manifest that interception, and then we <laughs> don't do anything. With it, but. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that. Uh, so are we gonna talk about some of the? I I know we're prolonging some stuff, but the refs made some really bad calls this weekend. They c- called Amari Cooper out of bounds. This, yeah, this was cost, last, oh, yeah, last week. Was I was talking about oh. how the the officiating this year has actually been like decent. Like it's not getting in the way of the game. It was apparently you. yeah that was this week. Like the football was bad, <laughs> the officiating was bad. That was the most uh, blatant one. Also, uh, that that was terrible. That one was blatant, but uh, there there was some real tic tac calls. Um, in the in the Seahawks Panthers game, like there's some like, why are you calling like that is not, you know, like there was like an offensive pass interference that was called. I'm like, what? You, what? Can and then also, uh, Tutu Atwell looked like he was bounced to me. Yeah, on his stretch. Yeah, yeah, to, I, that like, like his one heel foot was like I, over the line, but he was running on his toes. You know, so yeah, I. 
And then I they don't, don't overturn they saw. the interception later that was like kind of questionable, but I still think it was an interception. But it's like you have like all of these things happening and it's like that was like you flipped a coin and you reversed the call. This time you flipped the coin and didn't reverse it. Like that didn't feel like there was yeah. any evidence. But there, I mean, but. yeah, that that Amari Cooper out of bounds, that was so bad. The 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 it ref was, was right really there. Bad. You can see in real time. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, also really funny, by the way. If you look at the if you look at the side by side of the shots where they show the play, and then they they uh, they show the the ref like supposedly standing right there. One of the refs is white, and one of them is black, and it's just like they're trying to pose it as the exact same situation in the side by sides online and all the articles this week. And I'm like, uh, hey guys, um, <laughs> I don't I don't mean to be that guy, but uh, this is people. not correct. Yeah, those are two different guys. But uh, no, it was it was really bad, and it's not just that he was he was right there. It was reviewable. I also don't understand why the red flag doesn't get thrown in that scenario. I don't know why. It was. Like you'd win that one easily. Also, like, easily. whatever happened to that, referees that's, 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 just letting it slide? Like if you you blow the whistle, you blow the play dead. It's dead, no matter what happens. Like, but right. then you go let it let oh, it play, and then you can put him out right there. But you can't give him a true. touchdown if you call it dead, but he doesn't step out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, frustrating. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, that's it, absolutely I mean, fair. the Browns wants the Browns fans probably aren't they're not like really hung up about it. But if they like for some reason that was like a difference maker, that is insane. Yeah, like and that those something like the refs are really glad that the Browns were gonna just kick the crap out of the Titans anyway. So it was nothing to worry about. But All, also, candidate for play of the week um, was actually before play, and we were just reminded about this in the group. Oh chat. yes. Um, Miles Garrett <laughs> hilariously forcing two tight ends from the Titans to run from one side of, of the field to the other uh, as he switched sides, knowing that they were shadowing him. I think he did it four times, if I remember the replay correctly. Like went back and forth four times, and each time they got up and followed him to the point where Tannehill couldn't say hike in time, and it forced a delay of game on the Titans. Uh, which also just just kind of is the story of how that day went for the Titans. But I mean, how awesome is it now that we've got Miles Garrett practicing his crossovers first week of line of scrimmage, and then having have being followed, being shadowed by two people like he's a wide receiver? Like he just do a crossover in the middle of a play, or like right before the play? Yeah, just, just whoop, whoop, whoop. practicing his Allen Iverson on him right there, like he had a basketball on him. That was so good. Yeah. The um tune in next week for whatever random thing he caused. <laughs> Seriously, like he's gonna play hide and go seek out there, dude. Yeah. That's 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 what he's doing next week. He's gonna play hide and go seek. Um, well, we'll we'll get to fantasy football and pick them before the close uh, of the cast this week. But uh, right now, we want to welcome in our every week guest, uh, Mike Connors, coming in uh, for the segment that might someday get named Mike Drop, but is currently called Pros and Cons because I like fighting with Grant. Um, welcome so in, dumb. buddy. Uh, we are uh, uh, we had a, a lot of fun already today talking about um, like the good and the bad. Obviously, we talked about seventy points. We talked about three uh, three teams that are still undefeated, and we talked about uh, a few different teams that haven't won a game yet. Uh, Panthers included, Vikings included, obviously. Um, and the uh, always terrible Chicago Bears, uh, who may have still put out the worst performance of the week. But as we kind of touched on the, how those games went, I know today you want to come and talk to us about uh, about teams or about those teams in particular. 
and uh, you got some uh, unique stuff for us. So uh, oh, again, yeah. welcome in, man. Guys again. Let's get to it. Um, I, I've I've been really kind of uh, diving around this idea of some of these zero and three teams going for the full baseball tank, like clearing the roster and what they could get for it. Um, and kind of wanted to get just to start a conversation and really kind of think about like what this would mean for a couple of these teams, mainly like, okay, you think about the own three teams and you're like, what could honestly the bears really get for trading their pieces. And it's not much, right? That roster is just, it's young and it's just not very good. Like we know that. Yeah, we might have missed it on that one. Like we were saying before the season that the Cardinals yeah. had the worst roster and, or worst roster in the in the league, but like genuinely like I don't know if we hit on that one fully. And I don't know if it's just because we valued Justin Fields more uh than Kyler or if we valued uh we valued no uh no receiver um you know from the from the Cardinals. I mean, no offense to Hollywood, but uh, as much as we do DJ Moore or what the scenario was, but like, yeah, I think we may have missed it. I agree. That it's I, a, think, it's I think obviously not a good Fields roster. to take the next step, um, right? And they'd seen him move for a couple of years. Um, his running sure. ability, if nothing else, helped keep the Bears viable in even a few games last year. Yeah, he's lost like what 13 straight now or 14 straight now um, with that team. But like, we expected Justin Fields to be like, okay. You've had like three years. This is year three. This is when quarterbacks like generally kind of step up and do a little better. Right. And obviously I, I've watched a couple breakdowns of that poor guy, kid and he is just not, he's just not there. Um, accuracy issues all over the board, which is just crazy because he just didn't have that issue in, in, in uh, OSU, right. Ohio state and, and come to the pros and he just, he can't even hit wide open people. Like it's, you can't even see him anymore. So it's, it's kind of how weird how that's happened. And so, so looking at the bears roster, like there's really nothing there. And, and going back to Arizona, it's just, those were a bunch of guys we just never heard of before that are just playing well together. It's kind of like the Rams. There's a bunch of kids that we've never heard of that are just have been coached up and, and, you know, kudos to those coaches and going back to the coaching issue is, is maybe the bears coaches are not as good or what they wanted out of those coaches. So that's something to think about there. Well, well yes, one of them is no longer there for something that's apparently well, inappropriate. Think, nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing is, too, is like going back to like the Justin Fields thing. Like, there was some pretty good growth yeah. last year. Like, like it yeah. seemed like yeah, they they were prime. Like he was prime. Like he got a weapon. He finally got a wide receiver one and DJ Moore. And was like looking good and was making that progression for that third year, as you were saying, Mike, or that's usually when they kind of step into it. And it looked like everything was looking that way. I was like, all right, this is really, he's following that trend. Year three is going to be it. And man, they just haven't showed up. Have like, I think it's just, that. and, and when, when players don't show up to play the game, that's a coaching issue to me. Right. Like they might be bad players, but there's, they're still yeah. NFL players. Right? This is still NFL talent. They're on an NFL team. And when, when you just don't show up and, and last week I kind of give them a little, I mean, they're playing the chiefs and the, you know, they're supposed to lose that game. They're not supposed to be. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, they didn't even look competitive. That's the issue. Yeah. The, the Broncos lost by 50 and in the first half looked better than the, than anyone on the bears did the whole game. 
I mean, it, but the one thing I would say about yeah. them in the first in the first half, you know, there was one designed run, one designed run in yeah. the first two and a half quarters for the Bears. And, I mean, that's just pathetic. You know, like the these quick outs that they try to turn into runs, and then fields taking off is completely different. Like, and I get it. Like, you're behind seven zero from the get, right? But like, genuinely, just never running the ball—that's not a game plan for anybody no, that will ever be successful. It just does not work. It it, it doesn't. You you have to have some designed I mean, runs. I mean, and you could say thing for the same thing for the Jets right now. Um, that Brees Hall is. Right. Getting the ball four times in a game? Are you kidding me? Cooks is barely even running the ball. Like that team who was like, we're going to run the ball, like isn't running the ball the last couple of weeks. Why? I don't understand it. Why? Um, so some of these teams are getting away from the run way too early, way too often. And and I think the best teams in the league are running the ball right now. Go go go! look. All of the best teams in the league right now are running the ball. What? Well, we just got done talking about the Steelers who who yeah. attempted 31 runs and won a game largely because of that. They're just keeping the ball out of the other team's uh, offense's hands. Like that's that's just what what wins you games in the NFL is chewing up clock with possession. Yeah, and that, and that Weber, Weber, is it Weber? I don't and, know if that kid that's coming in for Harris and kind of spelling them did an okay job on the short passing game, right? Which is kind of like a running game. But Warren, that's it. Um, oh, Warren, Warren, Warren. Yeah. And so like they had a running game kind of going, but you just the threat of them actually like, hey, we're going to run it again, makes the defense do different things than teams that are, you know, you have a Zach Wilson out there that and the team's like, they haven't run it at all today. So I guess we don't have to worry about that. And Zach Wilson's not a great quarterback. So just. <laughs> well, I think I think instantly, I mean, that's that's your recipe right away is when your your like our, your game plan is to let Zach Wilson beat you. That's <laughs> I mean that's a way to win football games. I mean yeah if if you and like 100% like sucks. I I, I mean I, I don't know if we're going to talk about it much but some of the coaching decisions from Sala as of late and some of the things that he said has not been going over well with that locker room. Um have you guys they, seen some of that? This they they signed the uh, no. Simeon today. They did sign Simeon but um, that locker room, it looks like it's going to be falling apart here soon if they don't make some changes. Well, there I, kind of I, yeah. I would Zach say that Sala, so, basically, yeah, think, Sala basically came out and said, like, uh, is, Zach Wilson's kind of who we have. So that's that's the end of that conversation, right? He's like, we really don't have anybody else, so stop asking the question. It's kind of the way he came out with it. And yeah. and honestly, you go look at the rosters. Like, you've got some like fifth-round rookie behind Wilson. I mean, I guess you might have a Trey Lance there, but you don't necessarily know. Maybe put him in, but you're one and two in a division that the leaders two and one. So do you really do that yet? It's, it's a hard, it's a hard question. Oh, oh three and oh, right. right. Three you're, the Dolphins you're not catching the Dolphins. I mean, that yeah. team, I, I said it in our preview. If two is healthy, that, that offense is unstoppable, but um, let's get back into this uh, talking about the O and three. And, and, and I want to bring up these Vikings. I want to bring yeah, up these so, Vikings here and talk about, okay. What would that team look like knowing that they have a good offensive coach? I mean, that coach has coached up this offense. This offense is not what's let them down, right? We know that. Um, Kirk Cousins is putting up monster numbers. Um, they can't run the ball, but they don't care. That's not what their offense is designed to do anyway. Um, this defense is young and struggling. I get that. Um, but they're 0-3. And I 
kind of the more I, I kind of heard some things, the more I delved into this and looked into it, the more I kind of want to see him do this and call me crazy and we can debate it if you want. But what if the Vikings turn around and say, okay, we're 0 3, or they play this next week and maybe go 0 4? Do they just go ahead and just start selling everything? Sell everything. Go all, I mean, sell Kirk Cousins. He's he's at the end of his, he has no more years on his contract anyway. Have the Jets call up. Well, did we talk about the Kirk Cousins? Yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins to the Jets. I, we may yeah, have mentioned get, that. Get like, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but the Jets got to oh, win again. Oh, man, you put Kirk Cousins on that it. team. They're gonna. He just he doesn't turn the ball over, and he's going to take care of the ball, and that team's going to win games. You know you're getting into the playoffs with the Jets, even if you have a Kirk, especially if you have Kirk Cousins, who's underrated. Um, my big thing is, is you've got Addison. He's a young kid. He's good. Sell off Justin Jefferson for a couple of first-rounders. What? No. Oh, my God. Okay, no. now, now you're talking okay, crazy. You're, you're, you're I, tanking. Yeah. You're tanking oh, wait, for no, the first round. I'll hear you out. Okay. Caleb Williams anyway, right? Like at that point, if you're selling everything off. How, I mean, how I much think... do you believe in this first round? Because Cousins is going to net you. He's going to net you stuff. Like that's you mid season. If you're that desperate. That's Cousins what I have down here as well. Yes. Third at least. Yeah. If not a multiple scenario or a first, second and a third, like something like that to get it done. And then Jefferson, yeah, Jefferson yeah. has two ones and maybe an extra. Maybe even a player. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then you, maybe then even you a take, player. Uh, I was going to say, you also have Daniel Hunter, well get a defender. still a good pass rusher that you could also sell off. That's another, no, that's no, another that's second, fine. maybe first. That's a, but that's a realistic yeah. sell. Cousins, Cousins and Hunter are a realistic sell. But if you get rid of Jefferson, why did you go get Hawkinson? That makes th- not, that not if you're looking at Marvin Harrison right Jr. There. in this draft. Like, you know, if you have Can that much, both well, they could. If you have that, that's much, no, that's valid. If you have that much draft capital, Addison, you can go up and get the one and two. You might even have the one, and you can get the two. So you're saying you're saying three ones, yep. which means you're going to go get your quarterback. Okay, let's just let's just. I mean, best scenario here. Caleb Williams, because Arizona doesn't want to lose games, apparently. They want to beat the Cowboys and a few other teams. So, Caleb Williams, and then... But Harrison it, it, Harrison right now is projected yeah. uh, in the top four. So that second pick's also going to have to be there. And you're not fire-selling Cousins or Jefferson likely to a bad team. Sell them to a good team is trying to compete. So, I don't think Maybe. that second pick lands in the top five. Unless it's a, a pick acquired from elsewhere, which is possible, I suppose, right? Uh, I don't know who's who's aiming or angling with that. That's got an extra pick from somebody else that can land in the top five this year or anything. I don't know if there is that scenario, but like that just that seems unlikely. So then you're having to make an adjustment into the top five with your third first round pick. Maybe you're selling two to get in the top five Jefferson ones to get in the top five to make that scenario happen. I mean, I understand where your brain's going. Hunter, by the way, probably not worth more than a fourth in the midseason range here because you're taking on the salary. Um, so I don't think you're going to get a lot there. Effective, but this is a yeah. nine and a half, you know, sack well, again, guy. Well, it's, again, it's, it's a, it's it's a, a competing team he's in. that needs a pass rusher. a fourth rounder. He's going to pay a little more plus for that. Plus money. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, just saying, like, that's, that's not going to net you anything else. And then from a fire sale standpoint, I mean, 
Like if you're just gonna talk about it, like Hawkinson yeah. is untradeable because well, of his contract. Well, that's why I chose. That's why I Even chose these good, three specifically. That the yeah, contracts untradeable. You can get out of these. Jefferson's sure. on. He, he's yeah. on his rookie deal still. He's got his fifth year option hit. So, but I, I, but I think at some point you you are, and I get you're going hypothetical here, but you're also talking about your franchise player. Like Jefferson is the franchise. Wait, but you're not even, right wait, but we weren't even taking into account the the first round pick the Vikings will already hold. So this potentially that's four. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that about. That is four. That that's four first round picks that they would have to, and that's only for two years. Because I would imagine that the Jefferson first would be a first this year and next year. Yeah. So that's four. And you're looking at five. a cousin. You're looking at a cousin's. I mean, yeah, the, that, that, that would, that would first actually, rounder. That, would that you could use his capital two years. to go get Marvin Harrison Jr., which everyone is like, and I've seen the guy play. He is the next Jefferson Jefferson if you want him to be. Like, he is amazing on the field. And three years younger. And will be three years younger. But you'd be trading Justin Jefferson and, to go but, get here's Justin the point Jefferson. Is you have to pay Justin Jefferson and, next year $40 million. Yeah, I get it. You can do a Bengals. Yeah. Everybody's on a rookie deal. Burrow, Jamar Chase, go out there, compete early. I, you, you really have to like <laughs> yeah. sit the fans down and be like, hey, I need you guys to understand. <laughs> need to be the Packers and have here. a have an owners meeting. <laughs> yeah, like we <laughs> we know this sounds crazy, but but we can get <laughs> these guys with this, and, and this is what we're going to do. Because if they can get in the spots that they need to be at to get those things, then it's already like pretty set in stone. Like getting Caleb Williams and we're getting yeah, Marvin. And you look at those two. Okay. But, but guys, at the end of the day, it, like just straight up in the football world today, you trade cousins and you trade Jefferson. First of all, your fan base hates you. That's that literally is no matter. You can sure. sit them down, talk to them all you want, but you can't tell irrational children, which most football fans are. And I say that as one, that this is a good decision. Okay. Cause we're thinking about today. You cannot tell me that you think right now, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison jr. Are better than the, those two pieces today. And that they're going to be better in the next two years. Well, I, I wouldn't want to do that. And that's the big part. And seats still. You need to put butts in seats, but genuinely, is it a good football move? As a G- in, in really, my GM, is it? Because you can afford, like you can afford the Cousins contract. Point, if you're like 0-4, 0-5 yeah. You're not at getting that butts in seats anyway at that point. Like, I, I put my GM hat on, and I'm saying, you're saving $200 million not paying Justin Jefferson that yet. Because that dude's pushing. He's going to be the highest paid okay, receiver but keep, ever. Keep, but, by far. Yeah, but 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 you can't. He's not going to break the bank that hard. Like, what, what's our what's our yeah. highest right now? It's Tyreek, right? Okay, so let me just look at this for a second here. Looking at the Vikings' schedule, Which next they up win. they got the Panthers. Yep, that's they probably win, win that one. That's probably a win. They based on points per game. Yeah, did they you just win that just one? Pack it in. <laughs> then they play the concerned. Chiefs. Then they play the Chiefs. Then they play the Chiefs, and they're going to get wrecked. And they're going to get destroyed. So then they're going to be one and one and four. One and four. They should win. Then they play the Bears. They'll probably win that. Two game. and four. Yeah. Two and four. But then it's the Niners. That's a that's, that's a two and six. Then they're at two and six. Um, and then they're at um, the, uh, then it's the that, Packers. And the that, Packers I, are I, I, I think Packers that are playing really good it ball. Depends where it's at. So like that's two and seven. That's trade deadline. Yeah, that's uh, 
by the end of October. That's two and seven. Yeah. And even then, if you're three and six, you're not really. I don't know what the second half of their season looks like, but you're not feeling great going into that last leg. If you're three it, and six, it, it eases up a little bit. They play. They play like the 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 the, Val, the Falcons, which I think they're a better team than the they're Falcons. Better than they're playing good ball, the Broncos man. Ba- and well, they run the ball, and the Vikings the Falcons can't Falcons stop good. running the ball. Falcons. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But they play. So, but they the they have they have. They have the Broncos, the Bears again, the Raiders. Okay, those so should be a, all wins. But that, then their final four. But then the final four is the Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. I think. I mean, they could get the Lions on one. I mean, here's the, the offense is good enough, and, and, they, and they might get they the Packers on one. Like they lose ten games in the NFC, really. They could. I, I mean, they're probably. I mean, guy. You know, I know we're we're, we're strong reaction here, but like they're probably that's. That's seven wins. Six at the worst. Because they get the Bears yeah. twice. They get the Broncos. Those are three wins for sure. And, and then, the you, then you get the iffy games like the, the Raiders are a winnable game. I mean, the Steelers just beat the Raiders. So, like, they're a, win, it's a winnable. A Packers game, a Lions game is a winnable game. Like, they could yeah, get Yeah, those they, are they winnable. So, I mean, they're going to, and, and they may shock us with one. I, you wouldn't be, Kirk Cousins is too good. Like he's just too good. You're going to figure this out. You're going to get some wins. So I mean, this is still a seven win team, which means that they're they're a top, uh, or they're going to be in the six to nine range in terms of draft. Yeah. Likely, worst case scenario, unless they the draft do, into if, five. Unless they come out with this plan, you know, unless like, they get rid of these guys, and they're they're not going to win these games. But I put my GM cap on okay. because Kirk but, Cousins isn't even there next year. He's not under contract. Go get something for him. Yes, and I don't disagree with that at all. If you're if you're at a losing point at the at the trade deadline, sell them. Get but, but something. The longer you wait, get something the less give you get. A chance. So it sounds like totally you're kinda, fair. It sounds like you're maybe like half. Just, just no Justin board, Jefferson. Like sell half the house. I no, I'm I'm fine with the Kirk Cousins sale uh, sale, and I'm fine with the Hunter sale. I'm not fine with the Jefferson sale because Jefferson's not going to hit forty million. Jefferson's going to hit likely between thirty-two and thirty-three. These they they usually only increase one big contract to the next by yeah. two or three million with the wide receiver deals. They're just trying to make more money than the last guy. So on the payroll, they're going to be paying out twelve less million on their with the highest contract on the team next year because Cousins is forty-five on the cap right now. They're going to move down to like thirty-three uh, next year, and they'll they can flex he's, that. He cap hits twenty-five on the cap next year. What's Cousins that? Does, even though he's not playing for him, so he's still. Yep. He's, they they did the restructure they so money for the next four years. Okay, so in so then that's easy though. You just you yeah. move the Jefferson money down a little farther too. And do the three-year projection with that money, but like that's not a big deal. So I'm just saying I'd rather have Caleb Williams and <laughs> Justin Jefferson in this scenario, plus maybe in, in an extra first-round pick. You know, at worst, an, a, a second and a third. You know, if they do wait up to the deadline and there's no real needy teams, quote unquote, and they just hold out for that second and third, okay. But then you got that you can build pieces on that. I just think as a franchise, it's a bad move to sell you your guy. Kirk Cousins, you can move on from because of his age, because he's not the most loved guy in the in, in the entire world. We all understand why, because he's only in games in the evenings, because he likes to go to bed early. Ha ha ha. But like, yeah, dude, I don't I can't buy Jefferson. I, I, I just I get the fire sale, but sell everything else and keep the one guy. From a from a content perspective, I'd love it. 
It's a conversation. I mean, it's a good it's conversation. Like, yeah, well, and, and if, if it happens, like, that's crazy. That's like objectively the right thing to do is just like, okay, well, in this, like, in this space where nothing is real, that's objectively the right move. <laughs> but like, it's my yeah, favorite it's, thing it's, that we do is make hand where, gestures that matter yeah, when nobody, people can't see. Can see you, but <laughs> in this in this vacuum, like doing a fire sale and just doing that is like if I were doing you know yeah. uh, like a dynasty thing in Madden or whatever. Like that's what I'm doing to oh, set myself imagine, up for this year. It's hard like to the sell Raven that much. Trading for Justin Jefferson. See, I thought Ravens. I also thought Chargers with Mike Williams going down. I was thinking that same thing. Oh, don't but give Brandon guess. Staley another person. You can't ruin, ruin Justin Jefferson. That's that's the point. Is he's unruinable. Okay, it's, it's like I Adams. Yeah, Adams is unruinable. So, he still gets so 150 your, yards with Garopp, a bad Garoppolo thrown over the wall. He's unruinable. Yeah. That's that's why. No. Okay. Well, no, I mean, like, you're not going to let him win <laughs> games because you're so stupid in your coaching decisions you're that not gonna he's going to lose. I At all. Game yeah. plan is going to scheme to... Well, you know, I know we got, I know we got, like, you know, Keenan Allen and we got Justin Jefferson. So we threw Keenan Allen. We also have this third string running back that we thought we'd yeah. go get a first down we with, gave, you know, we gave, uh, Quentin Johnson uh, on a fourth and 18. Tonight. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, right. oh, it's just so brutal. Okay, now you've got two other teams to talk about, and I I feel like you can convince me much more on these next two because I think one of them it. in particular is set up for a fire set. We got okay, so I, I I believe it's the Panthers. Yeah, they're on a rookie quarterback deal. They already have a guy that you know they're likely gonna sell. We've actually already mentioned it today yeah. in in Brian Burns, who I really enjoyed watching play against uh, the Seahawks. Uh, it was really cool. I re- I think I've only seen him play one, maybe two times so far. And but this is a dude who did a hold in, you know, did it did it the right way, if you will. Um, and uh, and is playing good football. He's in the prime of career. And so I think he fetches a good price. And I but like last year when the Panthers trade away CMC, I think they have to trade away Burns. Yeah in the next couple of weeks. And it right seems like that's where it's trending for this fire sale to really kick in. Um, they've got some other pieces that they could probably let go of uh, here along the way as well. Um, you know, I, I mean, Thielen, they're locked into. You got to have somebody that can catch the ball. So, and I don't think yeah, anybody and, else wants to absorb that contract. And, but he's, really he's also Even though he's been productive. a crazy contract for, for what he's doing for him. So, yeah. It's three years. Yeah. It's three years and a lot in, in a good chunk with signing bonus. So his cap hit is not egregious for the next two. They, my they set my only issue with that is, is it doesn't really feel like a uh, big fire but, sale. There's just not a whole lot of pieces that people want from the Panthers. To be honest. And it's, it's burned. Like, then Thielen. Well, I mean, he, a, he, from a weapon standpoint, yeah, well, Sanders, yeah. Sanders, Sanders I mean, but again, he's got a contract, here. a running back contract. Other people don't want to take Sanders. on. Is that $6 million a year or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. they did overpay. They did. They did kind of overpay. Well, you kind of have to to bring people so, to Carolina. That's fair. But I mean, I, yeah, nobody's going to take that. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, I so think, maybe my fire sale was just burns. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, already think, on the board. I mean, I think, I think, I think Thielen would be good on a team like the Chiefs, who definitely need another wide receiver, and it's not going to cost them a whole lot of money. Sure, something like that. Who, who's 
Thielen would probably slot in at wide receiver one on that team. Oh, wide receiver one, absolutely. Yeah. Target one, we know that's not no, true. yeah, no. But like wide receiver one for sure, and he, he's still super productive. I think the yeah, good game on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, he, he's had two good games back to back weeks. I may have dropped him in a, a regrettable fashion uh, in one on one team that I could use him on this last week. Um, but no, like I, I just yeah, I mean he fits in places where yes, he would be productive. Teams again, that like need that wide receiver. Going to the playoffs, something like that. But if you're on high cap, if you're a high cap team already, he doesn't really fit that scenario. Just because even though that signing bonus ate it up and it's a manageable, I think think he's still a $10 million hit for two years. And you don't really want to pay that for two years after this when you're trying to make a run right now. I I don't see that contract as super team friendly. Uh, Yeah. But for those that are high cap, which most Super Bowl contenders are this year. So yeah, so I mean, do you believe in the Broncos then? No, I, is that the is Vikings that your are by fire sale? Honestly, the Broncos again. I mean, they could, and and that's you know now that I'm thinking about it. You've got Sean Payton there. This is his first year, and and everybody's freaking out about Sean Payton. You know, it takes three years for a coach to really turn around a team. I mean, Bill Belichick took three years. Um, your boy up in Seattle took him three years. Yeah, he had Tom Brady. He also had Tom Brady. Well, there's a right guard for the Broncos. It doesn't seem like he's. But you have, I mean, years. it's all great. I mean, go even right now. Uh, Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan took about three years to turn that San Francisco team around. It takes about three years to get your guys in there, sure. get this team turned around and going. And so, there's some pieces. To yeah, all, not everybody know. can be Sean McVay, uh, you know. You just sell your you just sell your whole future for for a Super Bowl. It's just fine. Blood. It makes sense. But you just there's no regrets. No, I get he it. It makes zero sense. regrets. Jason does not care at all. But you turn around and you look at, at Denver. They do have some pieces. They have some defensive pieces for sure. Um. Uh. By the way, a lot of reporters today asking. Does Sertan become available? He is upset, and his very public father made some very public comments in the last two days, basically calling out the Broncos organization. It seems very eggshelly, you know. I could see uh, that one could happen. Well, that's yeah, a valuable yeah. player at a valuable position too, which is one of the. I, I would say Sertan is like top three cornerback for me in the league. Period. Is there yeah. best? So at least he he has been. He, he, he didn't look like one when he was chasing chosen. There, there's the only so much you can Sunday. do um, against that, that 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 Dolphins game. I know. I yeah. know. No safety um, help. No but, safety help. Yeah, I could see. I could see Denver actually getting some. The, the point of a, a fire sale. I'm oh, sorry. I hit my mic. The point of a fire sale. I'm using my hands just like you guys. The point of a fire sale is to get a lot of capital back for it, so that you can immediately rebuild right and then that's that's why i called this like the baseball tank scenario right you have these baseball teams that are like oh we're not making the playoffs sell everything sell everything and they do yeah they do devil rays for years built their farm system by doing this and then one you know went to the world series went to the world series win the world sold everything again yeah they sold everything i hate it but it does work yeah, and they did it again. The the only team that that doesn't work for is the A's. The A's sell. Every you have to have year good players to start. That is so true. That's and the problem with the A's. Selling. And sell. They didn't start from a point. I'm looking at the 0 3 teams here. I'm looking at the Vikings, Broncos, Panthers, Bears. 
Panthers and Bears, they've already kind of sold everything, right? They didn't roll Quan Smith last year. They didn't. Yeah. yeah, Who was it? Khalil Mack or whoever was like they they got rid of these guys. They've already done their wholesale. They got stuck with Justin Fields, which I think they can move on with just fine because they actually got their capital from the Niners for that already. And we're able to pick up Justin Fields as a flyer, basically, in that in in the first round there. And so you're just like, okay, well, they can move on from Fields next year and go for whatever. Um, I don't think that's a big problem with the Bears. I think I think the Broncos and Vikings could easily be the wholesale teams here. And and yeah, I, I think you're right on the Broncos. There's Sertan, um, Courtland Sutton. I mean, I he had a couple of bad drops. Courtland Sutton. But before that, or he still put up like 100 and some yards, right? I mean, he's still catching the ball like crazy. There's there's pieces there. There's pieces. Uh, Javon Williams looks good when he's actually able yeah. to run past the line of scrimmage when they block. So, like, well, <laughs> that's always nice, yeah, right? That would be nice. Um, but he's still got burst speed, and he was injured last year. And he's coming on this year a little bit, and he's actually looking okay the last couple games. Um, again, the Broncos actually looked decent up until like two minutes and left in the second quarter last week, right? So. Yeah, and the the problem is is your quarterback there is untradeable. Yep, he, yeah. he's not he's playing well. Or he's playing okay. By the way, uh, but his contract is like you just you can't you can't get around that. Yeah, the but Sertan. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Justin Simmons, who a few yeah. few years ago we were talking about. Yeah, the their track, safety is phenomenal. Your safety. I mean, but. Right, Sertan this year, you'd be absorbing at this point, you'd be absorbing half of his five million, uh, five million dollar cap hit, which all contending teams can absorb, and then you'd be taking on a six point six for next year. Find me a competitive team that won't take a number one in the corner for six point six. Um, yeah, I Niners, the Niners would Easy. trade a second round pick for that dude. Like tomorrow, they've got mold. Honestly, if I'm the Niners, have ten picks. If I'm the Niners, like here's a second round pick, and you can have uh, Lenore or Tom or Ambry Thomas take one, and we'll take Sertan. Absolutely, send send a corner in a second. We have two shutdown corners. We'll take it. Like we win. Like you know, and so these contending teams have that. So the Denver Broncos, I think, could be wholesale. Minnesota Vikings, I think, could get the most out of a wholesale. It's well, they don't. Yeah, they have the most. Yes. Yeah, the most talent out of those four teams. Yeah, I, it's it's just terrifying. It's, it is absolutely. Like that's all. But my saying. GM hat like it's gets all chaos. tingly thinking how many Anarchy, first rounders these Vikings could walk away with to rebuild their team like instantaneously. Instantaneously. Yeah. Well, the yeah, and it's it's valid. These are all fun things to discuss because it is never going to happen in the NFL. Um, but no. But we definitely uh, we wanted to get into we we wanted to join Absolutely. us for our pick'em segment this week. I know we've been taking your picks when you if you're not able to be here, but you're here this week. Uh, we do kind of want to run through picks this week because we haven't touched Did on I fantasy yet, week? and we know we need to do that. Uh, but while we still got week? you on the line, what's that? With my Bengals pick. No, uh, no, oh, he wasn't here. He count. I think got it last week. <laughs> so I think we had yeah. I think we had several three and twos and a four and one uh, is I think where we were at. So Grant had himself a week, which is not normal. Uh, Let me stop. Let me say it. Let me give. Oh, fine. Freaking. Don't take this from me, bro. 
I'm gonna. This is podcast history. <laughs> it's literally. It's this podcast. is never happened in the history of Spotify. Grant has never been in first place in Pickham at any point in time in our existence. All right, that is true. Let me All just right, give Grant. us our records throughout the first three. Give weeks. us the rundown. So why am I being nice? Jameson is seven and eight with our only losing record here. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Mike at eight and seven, coming up close. Matt, we're at nine and six, and then your boy is ten and five. I'm, I'm, ten look, and five. I'm looking at his iPad right now, and I'm he legit, he he's the one in the big bold, and then everybody That's right. else That's is right. I'm in, so little, excited right now. Tiny I'm letters bold. and numbers. I'm in bold. I am ten and There's five. A of, There's a lot of football, football left. Nope. Nope. Doesn't lot. matter because currently, I'm, and I plan on Grant getting it all back. Is winning pickums. Fifteen. This weeks is how you left. know if you're listening to this, you're in the upside down. Because this should not be happening. But here I am. Welcome to your twilight. Five. I went four and one. I should have just. I want. I. I. I there's. There's the still the grant in me that I have to try and beat out because I could have. I could have been perfect this week. But I was like, oh, I'll go commanders over the bills just to be fun. Um, and I could have been perfect, and I could be Uh-oh. eleven and four. But this is ridiculous. Uh, all right, well, guys, I will try and do my part since I'm only one game off. Okay, we're all within we... one game. It's it. We got we got seven, eight, nine. We're playing. We're just playing Mario Kart here. It's early. We all know what happens. Okay, James that big shell is bill. coming for Grant, and he's gonna stumble. And yep. after week eighteen, well, he's gonna be down by like pick him. It's, 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 it's a free one. Hey, I struggle with that pick. I struggle. I almost picked the Rams. You should have. We should have had it. Uh, Matt Stafford did not look good. No, I mean, dear Lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. he didn't really all right. have the opportunity. He was getting killed all night. That as well. It's true. That as well. All right, guys. So this week, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little, it's a little tough. Uh, for a few but reasons. There is one game we are. There is so one game, about. and I'll save it for last. <laughs> um, that we're so excited for. Um, but no, this week's a little tough on Pickham because. We've had some teams under underachieve and some overachieve, and that's pretty clear by a, a roster's a standpoint, especially. And so we've got some tough, some tough games to to get through here. Um, first one I want to go to is uh, battle of two and ones in the NFC South, and that is the Buccaneers at the Saints. The Saints likely to be playing, obviously, with Jameis Winston at quarterback. But they are at home, and they do have Kamara back mm. starting this week. Uh, Baker looked human last week. Saints have a top ten defense it's for sure. Funny to say, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he looks superhuman for two weeks, so uh, I'm giving him I'm giving him proper due. I hope Levi never hears me say that. Um, but uh, Buccaneers and Saints, let's pick them quick uh, and not without a ton of analysis today, since we got very little time. Uh, we'll start with yes, Mike. You get the honors. Saints at home with Bucks. Car might miss some time. I think they said. Um, I'm going Bucks. Bucks have been surprisingly good. I mean, their run defense was a little bad, but I, man, let's go Bucks. Okay, Jameson. Um, see, this is where I. Now I feel like I want a zag, but yeah, you want what a zag. I, my my zig might be a zag because I was also going to say Bucks. That might not be surprising though, considering how much I talk about the Saints on this show and how much I dislike them. Um, but the Derek Carr not playing is a big deal 
for them. Um, and I do think that the Bucks, even though they just got you know destroyed on live TV, um, I, I think they are playing above their ceiling. And I think that Baker and our boy Mike Evans, that's enough. I think it just puts it over the edge. Great. Now I'm nervous because I got this lead. Every 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 game counts. Now that means you can get a little frisky. I'm going box though, for the for the same reason that you guys have said. Really, nothing much for me to say. I'm just going box. I like the quarterback more. Yeah, I like the wide receivers more. You know, again, honestly, like before that Eagles defense started playing lights out, the Bucks looked good. I was mm-hmm. literally opening up the group chat to be like, "Hey, this team looks pretty good." Like they had one little oopsie here, but like they look pretty good. Then they gave up like but, uh, uh, a good defense. That is true. <laughs> uh, the yeah, the Saint uh, the Saints to me the the defense plus Kamara is a reason to root for him. Really like uh, Jameis, by the way, uh, high fiving everybody in the in the uh, tunnel after every game. Yeah. Didn't know that was a thing until it went viral this week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Saints. Okay, so is that is that me? Yeah, is that me and Mike then? Mike, is that what I got? No. It's it's three. It's three oh to one. man, it's three to one. I'm gonna zag. Okay, all right. Uh, let's go to our next one real quick. Um, uh, we said we were gonna do it, so let's just do it. Rams Ooh. at the Colts. Is Richardson back? Rams at Colts. And a, we do not know. Steichen said he is progressing well on the McAfee show today. That's all he would give. I it think the seems like a yes. yes, but yeah, that's what I wanted. That to is, that's a hard one with that injury. Um, but Mike, who you take? Well, let let's plan on it this way. Let let's say let's say Richardson's back. Okay, he's just he had a let's concussion. He should be fine. It's just a concussion. Um, so we said about two a couple times last year. I'm gonna go. It wasn't a major concussion. We said about Antonio. Brown. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Just kidding. Colts been playing well. They've come up. I think they underperform against the Rams team. Let's do that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now we're gonna get into it, Rams. I'm gonna get into it, Rams. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, I don't think you he, went into it. He was just like Rams, 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 Rams. Yeah. Rams. Uh, yeah. All right, Grant. I'm going. I'm going Colts. Just because the Colts are able to beat the Ravens, and the Ravens, I think, are a pretty good team. They're they're a better team than the Rams. I think the Rams are going to want this more, and so I think that's why this is going to be a really competitive game. Like, I think it's going to come down to kind of kind of like the Colts Ravens game last year, last year, last week. I think it's going to be one of those like someone's going to make the one play, but I'm just going to go with the Colts because I think that they they are playing with house money a little bit. I think that's going to matter. Um, and I. I have watched the Rams play twice already this year and seen the Colts hang into some tough ones. I'm going to allow Grant the opportunity to be the zag here because I just know that how good Matt Stafford has been playing for the majority. And I'm just going to say a couple small miscues in this last game against a stout Bengal defense on Monday night uh, were just a temporary thing. And uh, I I will say, caution, though, that Indy Indy defensive line is playing great. And uh, and that that Rams offensive line was, was not good this last week. Yeah. Uh, battle of some more two and ones. Lions at the Packers. 
Packers got beat for three quarters, came back like we talked about already today. Uh, we are believers in the Lions rebuild and Take care of business in Atlanta. We're a big fan of that head coach, but uh, they got to do it at Lambeau this week. Thursday night football, Aaron Jones. Maybe. I mean, that that run game looks real bad if he ain't playing. And it looks like he has the questionable tag on him right now, which is never good for Thursday night football. Uh, that because of short week and Aaron take. Jones was injured. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the Lions. I had them splitting this when in my preview. I had the Lions and Packers splitting games. So, uh, but I'll take I'll take the Lions on the road. Jameson, um, I'm also going to take the Lions. I think they're just better team, and we saw the march into Arrowhead. Granted, you know, Chiefs didn't have two of their guys, but they go to Arrowhead, they get a win. I think they go to Lambeau and get a win against Jordan Love. Grant. Lions. <laughs> I had already written down Packers. So I, I'm I'm a home team guy. I, I you know, I know the NFL is uh sixty one or sixty two percent home yep. teams. I know that's how it works. And may, may not uh, have Christian Watson either, week, by the way. Aaron Jones and Christian crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy named Daubs does not care. Um, no, I, I, for whatever reason, these ugly games, um, you know, I think that uh, it often it's a situational coaching and different things. And I think the Lions maybe just take one too many risks here because uh, that's who they are. Uh, and, uh, and that somehow just doesn't get it done for him. That that's what sets the fire and and gives it over to the Packers. So, uh, wait, did I write? Oh, nope. did every so everybody took the lines except for me? Correct. There you go. All right, I got a chance to really screw up my life this week. In this, all right, we got two more to get to. I already know what the last one is. I'm kind of flipping a coin here on what I want to take. Um, but after what we saw this week, I feel the need to include this game. I wouldn't normally do this. There's Broncos, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a, a couple of <laughs> what I feel are not good stink no uh stinker teams I'm gonna put in the Ow. Steelers at the Texans. Oof. Loved CJ Stroud this last week. Why? I loved CJ Stroud. Like you know what? played so well. And to me, after watching these teams, I think the Texans are better. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'll be the first no, one to go. I, no, I'm I taking the agree. Texans at home. I 100 percent agree with you. I would you. too. I think okay. I think they went big over the Steelers. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going big, but I like. I don't think the, the Steelers can score points. Yeah, if their defense doesn't do it for them, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they can score points, and we just saw them put up what like 37 on the Jags, who are supposed Jackson to be. State, and yeah, by the way, the playoff that team Houston year, defense is looking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they the rough go early, but like genuinely, they're, they're playing hard. They they're make playing, a lot of plays and. They're opportunistic. I mean, yeah, I just I think it's a it's a scary, bad matchup for the Steelers who are not playing good ball right now. So this is going to be one of the pickups then because I'm taking yes. Houston. Okay. okay, I've got so I've got to take Houston at home. Mike? CJ Stroud's gotten better every week, every week. Hey, let's go. That's going to be our only sweep. I feel yes. like I believe he's top five in passing yards so far this season. Yep. All right, now the next one does have the danger of also being a sweep. I actually, I think somebody's gonna have to zag here. I don't know who's gonna do it, 
But we are going to pick nice. the toilet bowl this week, you guys. Yup, 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 yup. Broncos my idea. at the Bears. Wouldn't this be hilarious if somebody had picked this as Monday Night Football? I was going to say, <laughs> this so is great. a game, how awesome would this be? <laughs> I would literally like call out a sick, like it was Sunday like, night. I'm sick. I got to watch this hot garbage. Guys, I know. I mean, everybody, like common sense would have been like, hey, I know we said we weren't going to flex out of prime time until a certain week and we're not doing it with Monday nights, but. Uh, you know what the funniest thing about this is? <laughs> it's that you're choosing this game. And this was the last pick that we're doing. Yes. Uh, and the <laughs> Dolphins and Bills played this week. I know, but but the truth, we know what happened in that one. Uh, I know what we're all going to. The Dolphins just scored let 70 down week. points. Let down week. The, yeah, the Bills but scored 37. Yeah, but That's, it's still like. Which to, to which I'm going to say cute. They put up 70 points. Yeah, but again, like, let's Who let's the crap real. is picking that, against the Dolphins this week? I might. They didn't get, no one got injured. But Mike it's still said it very it's well. Still no Josh one Allen can stop that offense. Game and a much better opponent. The Bills, after their, their week one stinker, have looked really good. Listen, you can make a case when this is a, a snow game late in the season, okay, or something like that, which is not going to be this year. I just realized How Dolphins are Tell me that I need to make a case for a Bills <laughs> Dolphins game right now. How are you trying to tell <laughs> me? Because the Dolphins are that good. You're the seriously good too. Oh, you want me to put this in the pick? You're going to take the Bills. You're going to seriously take the Bills right now. I might. I don't know. You're just to be a jerk. You're gonna do it. How's it like, being a jerk? How is that being rude to anyone? Because you just did your stupid <laughs> smile. You're like, I don't know. Maybe. 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 No. But gosh, all I'm damn. saying, like, how are you coming out with me? Was saying, no, we're gonna pick Bears, Broncos over Dolphins, Bills. Like, because it sounds ridiculous to to pick anybody but the Dolphins this week. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, Niners, Dolphins, Niners, Dolphins this week. Where is it? Doesn't matter. It, it both, matters. No, it doesn't. It matters. They're both playing similar climates. What are you talking about? Doesn't matter. The 49ers are very good. I, I'm going to go ahead and just, just jump in right here. I'm, I'm going to say I'm picking the, the Broncos over the Bears. This is the dumbest I think conversation. The Broncos have more horses, pun intended. And I'm going that yeah. way. The Bears, the Bears look terrible. Justin Fields looks terrible. And Russell Wilson is actually yeah. not playing terrible. So. That's the way I'm going. I'm going Broncos. I am as well because and coaching um, matters. And that's crazy to say after they lost by 50 points, but yeah, yeah, their roster is better. Like I can't believe we're saying that's that's how bad the Bears are when we're saying this roster is better, and they lost by 50 last week. Yeah, but that's how I'm bad also, the Bears are. I, I'd also take the Broncos here. That I think the Bears are just like they don't have a functional quarterback. They don't have a functional Let alone, like team. the rest of the roster. Yeah. But they like, don't have a functional GM. They don't have a functional owner. They don't have a functional stadium. They don't have a functional. They anything. call it's terrible place. It's bad. They, they're going to lose. And that's going to be embarrassing considering what just happened. So yeah, definitely maybe, maybe the Broncos me. will turn around and drop 70. I don't think <laughs> could against this team. I guess they, this team, they could barely <laughs> score 20 points last season. I don't think that. Well, as long as Sutton doesn't <laughs> drop a couple balls, you no, know, I, that, it's a much different game. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm in it. We we're picking this one for fun, uh, but it's a sweep There's just based on roster. I was gonna do it anyway. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna do okay, it. I was anyway. the first to say it. You you yes, you said it to me. That is true. Um. All right. Well, I'm putting those in the group chat. We got our five. 
Uh, this is the time of the night where we say goodbye. I will to see Mike. you guys next week. Until Enjoy next week. Uh, have Bye-bye. some fun. Uh, we will. We will. We will, buddy. We'll see you next time. The uh, of course, we said we'll see you. You guys will just hear his voice. Um, I don't know who's more annoyed with me and Grant during that segment. If it was uh, uh, Mike or Jameson, but uh, they were both pretty annoyed at us. Just for the record, it's okay. Um, well, we have almost no time left, so uh, we'll shut it down with uh, just a couple quick fantasy updates. Um, R.I.P. to Jameson uh, in the chopping block. <laughs> he uh, he lost in our guillotine league this week. It was so close. Joe Mixon got to got you to seventy two points, and you needed to get to it's like seventy two and a half, and you needed to get to seventy five and a half to beat my buddy Todd. And then all of a sudden, the Bengals were like, "JK, not going to run the ball for the last quarter and a half." Yeah, and yeah. ended up losing. I I saw it coming a mile away. I you know my excuse is still having it auto draft Jonathan Taylor for me in the second round. Yeah, and basically brutal. just losing out on a second round pick is tough. Uh, so I couldn't quite overcome that. Um, and then just yeah, bad bad weeks. I ended up with uh Daniel Jones as my quarterback, which was not good. So. It is what well, it is. I'm doing well in my other uh, gi. How are you guys league, doing so. in the B? How are you? Doing, how are you guys doing in the B league? Real fast. I I I won my first game. You won. I won my All right. You won in two. Uh, Eckler being out the last couple of weeks has kind of set me back, so I lost a couple of close ones. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm feeling better moving forward. But yeah, one and two. Right I was now. I was last. I was last in terms of points, and all kind of stuff. I am now at sixth. So okay. I jumped up there quite a bit with my points. Yeah. Well, I mean, I a lot of offenses went off this week had, for everybody. I had Walker, Mike Williams, RIP. Yeah. Chase. Yeah, but so some of those guys came through clutch. I scored one forty five. Oh, I w- I am. I went three and zero total. I, I never feel guilty saying this. I am eleven and one uh, between my four leagues right now, and I'm dominating the Yahoo ones in uh, three and zero, and I'm in first place in all three of them currently. But you and the, I are one and two in chopping block in terms of we're the we? only undefeated teams. Oh yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it doesn't the, the matter. I don't, does not matter. Todd was telling me, he was like, oh, I was so mad. I lost. And I was like, dude, you stayed in the league. Who cares? That's and he's all, like, yeah. I like getting those Ws. And I'm like, they don't matter, but that's fine. Um, well, we, uh, I, we're going to call it a night there tonight. We got our pick of in. We got our fantasy. We, we didn't do, do our big fantasy touch, but to be honest, uh, it's just week three. So who cares? We'll come back and hit it hard next week. We hope you guys enjoy football this weekend. Have a great time, and we will see you. Well, we will hear from you. You will hear from us next week. Uh, by the way, Toilet Bowls for the win. We got both of them Let's this go. week. Uh, Vikings are going to win that other one, though. Fair. It's what it is. Yep. Anyway, you guys have an awesome football weekend. Later.